The Lowbirds, that's our word, brought to you by somecumstainmattress.com. Uh, now with more cushiony, crunchy action. Um, it's, I mean, it's silky smooth. Yeah. Why do all these podcasts have like some sort of sleeping-related advertisement now? At least they're not promoting Ambient. <laughs> Ambient, call me. Uh, anyways... By the way, if, if that I I have I need to try that. I do have insomnia problems. No, if that don't. Works. I, no, don't. No, don't. No. Okay. All right. That's, I, all, that's all the that's all the warning I need. Yeah. <laughs> there there's better if you're actually going a doctor prescribed sleep medication. There's probably better ones, but Ambien's a truly evil drug. Yeah. I it's it can be addicting, and unfortunately, I know that from experience. Speaking of addicting, we should talk about Marvel movies. <laughs> Why do I keep going to see these things? <laughs> the reason, well, we're, we're talking about Thor Ragnarok. The reason why I wanted to see it because I had a fucking badass synthwave retro eighties yeah, screen the, crawl, the, and the guy that did it, or the guy that was uh, uh, did the score, was the guy from Devo, like one of the guys from Devo. From some, someone I'm told, I didn't check. Well, that was that it. was what Mike and Jay had said during yeah. their, their red during their yeah, review yeah. of it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyways, the reason why I wanted to go see this, because everybody was saying how good it was. There was elements of Planet Hulk and that it was funny. And I was like, OK, that's enough for me to go, even though I know what the story is. And, and by the way, spoilers, but you already know what's going to happen in this film. If you've seen any other major Marvel film, you know, out of the formula, it's, uh, if you've seen Iron Man, you know what the story is. And it, it's and it's the same story that was in. Avengers and Age of Ultron and all the other ones, you know, a uh, bit of an origin story or not even an origin story, but just a, no, b- a bit of bit of a back background building to what leads to be a doomsday scenario and a, and a new villain. And then they defeat the villain and then they save the day, the end. But it's everything around it that, that there's, there's two types of movies that I'm really interested in seeing when it comes to Marvel. I skip the rest of them unless it has something to do with the major arc of the film franchise. If it's something like Age of Ultron, I'll just be like I'll wait for it to come out on uh, on release and um, <clears throat> buy it, <clears throat> rent it. Yeah, wink, wink. But if it's if it's going to be like something interesting, like Doctor Strange was, even though that fit the same kind of thing, like I'll go see that because I want to see because I think that's an interesting character and the effects, the way they were doing the effects in that were were a lot different than a lot of the other Marvel movies, where just like Pacific Rim, just throw a bunch of big robots and explosions and we're fine and i get bored of that shit there was what was it about a year ago i saw the kind they were they were doing uh teasers into thor ragnarok but the conversation specifically between stephen strange dr strange and thor and when they were in um strange's uh what is it sanctum or whatever it is in, in new york and those just seeing the clips from it, it looked really interesting. It looked like the two uh, the two actors had great chemistry and everything mm-hmm. was going fine. It looked really good. Then I saw in the theater and it looked rushed. It didn't necessarily have the impact that I felt it should have because these are two important characters now. Because now it was funny though. That, it, I, think, it, it, I think they went they went the let's I, they, they may have did that and then they were like. We need something different with this film. Well, no, there so was the comedic funny. because if you look at it now, Marvel is pivoting from the Earth centric storylines, going more towards their weird 
uh, mm-hmm. space galaxy oriented stories, which is great because now you get to see a whole bunch of weird shit. Guardians of the Galaxy is what started off, and now you've got Thor and well, Thor was Thor was first, but no one gave a shit about Thor. But Thor really didn't take place. You didn't see these other worlds. You didn't see Sakaar. You didn't see. Uh, you saw Asgard. Asgard's one place, though. Yeah, but even then, they still brought him down to Earth. Right. You know, and they're, they're, <laughs> yeah, so they they wanted to tease with this whole idea of the otherworldly, but yet they're going to ground it in everything Earth centric. Yeah. But now they're moving away from that because, as we've seen with Ragnarok, I mean, if that's if that's where they're going with that, I think that's the wrong move. I think the take. I think I think they also got my takeaway. Or what? What I understand, what they what they're doing is, I think that they're trying to say like, okay, people are getting tired of this thing, where it's this typical scenario, new villain, doomsday scenario, save the day, but we have to like find things because that's what that's what sells popcorn, like that's what sells tickets, that's what gets the billion dollar box uh, box offers draw is that that st- that thing, and people eat it up, P- idiots buy it up. But they still want to bring in all the people who are going to be reviewing it and get good reviews. So they start doing things like, well, let's add humor. Let's let's take the story, or let's let's have something a little bit more interesting in the origin story, or let's have something a little bit different with this, and take things visual styles a little bit differently. And I, I hope that they continue to do that. But at the same time, when I look at all the Marvel movies that I like, it's either the, the doomsday scenario, but there's something different about it. Like Doctor Strange, it's very different kind of visual style that they were doing, and the, the backstory was different. Or it's something like um, like a Spider-Man, where it's it's not a doomsday scenario. You know, it's it's something that's just really kind of almost personal or uh, relevant to to like a certain group of people. Uh, or even like one particular city or something. Well, that's why. But it doesn't involve like the whole entire town dying unless he saves the day. Right. Well, that's why I'm really big into the Netflix series because they're what they coined the street level or the streetwise heroes. Yeah. Because let's say Luke Cage only deals with Harlem. You know, you got Spider Man where he's at Brooklyn or the Bronx. I mean, so Daredevil's in Hell's Kitchen, and so it, it, it's all very local, and it never goes anywhere. Uh, you know, outside that. Yeah. Like. Batman, yeah, they were trying to destroy Gotham, but at the same time, there was a whole bunch of other things that were also happening on top of that. Like the 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 not the new Batman, whatever Batman vs Superman. I'm talking about the Christopher Nolan. A lot, even though like there was two films where they were trying to destroy it, the one that got the most amount of praise, the one that everybody likes the most. Even though I like the second one more because Bane, Bane memes are great, um, <laughs> or the third one more. Uh, people like the Joker one, and the Joker one was not like let's kill everybody in the town it was you know kind of putting everybody in like these moral compromises on a very kind of small level it's like what boat do you do you do you want to blow up or um you know do you ha, you know and and the whole story behind two-face and everything like that and his moral dilemma as well and those ones are the ones that i think that are, are better Overall, is when it's something that's not like, oh, we're going to blow up in the entire world again with a doomsday device and a big blue laser in the sky. I'm getting tired of those ones. Well, those, I mean, it's a, it's very cut and dry. It's very black and white. Whereas you've got all shades of gray. Yeah. And saying with the uh, the Batman trilogy, everything about it has shades yeah. of gray. Or Logan, you know, Logan wasn't a big thing where it was like we're going to destroy the world. It just involved these little kids, like this group of kids and uh, the leftover mutants, and that was it. 
Yeah. And that was probably one of my – it's definitely in my top ten or top five for sure. I wouldn't put Thor Ragnarok in my top five, but I think it is in my top ten, and it's because of everything around that plot, the whole – the whole. Yeah, see, you're, I'm making, <laughs> you're disagreeing I'm making, with you. Yeah, you're I'm making faces. Yes. But here's why. Because one, it, the humor in it was made it fun, and I was enjoying it the entire time because the humor was so good. Um, the whole Planet Hulk thing kind of side s- story that was going on, that was really fun. And I and I believe that should actually have been the mainstay. The uh, the whole Asgard scenario, the rag, actual Ragnarok. That that could have been that could have been just completely up. They they could have done away with that whole thing. Well, no, because they'd have to keep it around for the namesake. Because otherwise, they're gonna be calling it what Thor Planet Hulk. I mean, that wouldn't why work. Why not? I know why not. <laughs> but it's interesting because they they kind of tease you with the whole Planet Hulk idea. Mm-hmm. And even if you watch the movie, you realize there's a two year gap. There's two years. From Hulk actually landing on Sakaar to where Thor shows up, mm-hmm. so they could if they actually have the money and have the balls, they could actually go back and show do a Planet Hulk movie showing him and not doing uh, the or the storyline justice, but they're in their own way doing a Planet Hulk movie where they could show Hulk landing on Sakaar and then rising up to becoming champion. Yeah, that 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 could that could work, and then it would go, and then you could actually you know sideline and sign like that and then yes this is where hulk actually meets thor and then goes from yeah. there but so you you liked it but you wouldn't say it was it's not top top marvel it's the best of the three thors yes absolutely because i believe this well, that's that's an easy well it, it is easy because if you look at this is this thor is actually probably the closest to the comics because he was always meant to be somewhat as a com- the comedic relief Okay, I I would not have ex- expected that. Right, no one else would either. If they came and viewed and first knew Thor through the first two movies, if they didn't know him through the comics, then see, I didn't know him through the comics or the movies. I knew that he was a comic book hero, but I thought that it was just more like a comic book version of like maybe the the Greek. Uh, mm. You know, I did mythos. my I, I did my homework on this because there's a lot of elements. They take Thor. He is a comic book hero, but they add a lot of the actual Norse mythos into it. Okay, so, so it's not a Norse mythos with a comic book twist. It's a comic book with the Norse myth uh, twist. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So if you look at um, like if you so in the beginning scene, he's chained up. He's in this realm. You don't know where it is. I, I, me being pagan, Norse pagan, I knew exactly where he was the moment it started. It was Muspelheim. And which is the land of the fire giants, which is where he, he was captured. Which, and by the way, I have to say that fire giant looked fucking gorgeous. Suter, who is who is legitimate uh, character, not say character, but he's in the Norse mythos. He okay. is he's he is part of the official Ragnarok. And I'm not talking about a movie. I'm talking about actual yeah, Norse yeah. mythos. Went back and looked because he actually battles because there was a, a brother and sister god and goddess combo, Frey and Freyr. Suter actually fights Freyr and kills Freyr, who Freyr is the god is a god of fertility and whatnot. Okay, yeah, that that's inside baseball. But <laughs> what's interesting about this? They take a lot of the Norse mythos. They do it a lot of justice, but then they add their own Marvel comic twist to it. Okay, but most most of the stuff like um, Niflheim or the Dark Elves from Thor two. 
are are legitimate. They're they're real life mythos. I don't think that I don't. I mean, most of the stuff in the first Thor movie was legitimate. I don't know necessarily about how scientifically advanced Asgard being. That's you know Marvel's comic twist. Okay, but so the one thing I did like about it. Don't worry about that. Uh, the one thing I did like about it was like the 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 uh, the amount of detail that they put into like the the visual style. Like there was like little things that I was noticing in there that that if I was to notice it on something like Transformers or whatever, it'd be like okay, you got a little bit of grime, but who cares? That's that just you know that's just a little bit of detail. But like when they had the the fire god, uh, and you saw his chest, the way his like his chest was kind of glowing almost reminded me of like looking into a fire, like a bonfire, and seeing the kind of like flames brush on like some of the coal, mm. and I was like. That's amazing how much detail that they put into something there, like that. Okay, so this and then hold on. and then the other things I thought were really interesting is like the way they made the the planet Hulk kind of what was the name of that Sakar Sakar. Okay, it it almost kind of reminded me of Idiocracy, like in terms of how it's how it's dirty and filthy and almost like a junk planet. Well, it was a junk planet, but <laughs> Idiocracy was a junk planet, but not intentionally. Um, but it still was at the same time very colorful and vibrant. And I kind of like that whole kind of aesthetic, and I'm, I'm glad that it was in this. I, I think know. it has a lot to do with director. Yeah. So if you look at what the Russo brothers did with Winter Soldier and Civil War, those mm-hmm. turn out to be two of the best. Now, James Gunn, on the other hand, I mean, you talk about my two favorite directors who probably have saved the MCU are the Russo brothers and James Gunn. Even though with James Gunn, he's rather predictable. And if you look at... He's got common themes, which you see in the the first and second Guardians movie, but they're still vibrant. They're still colorful. They're still great. Mm-hmm. A lot of comedic element. Russo brothers have a different twist on it. They're more the espionage kind of 80s era. I don't know how to explain it, but you see what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. kind of like the, <clears throat> they have a different take. It's almost like noir. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Okay. Yes. The, the a noir angle to it, but they're both. Very different styles, but they probably produce some of the best movies. Now you have actually the Russo brothers taking the Guardians characters and everyone else and doing the next Avengers movies, which I'm actually excited to see. But getting back to, you're talking about a visual style and back director. The guy who directed the the Kiwi. um, Watiti? Yeah. We'll just call him Titty. But he's a Kiwi from New Zealand, right? Yeah, yeah. Regardless. Which, by the way, he was... He, like, he yeah, brings... Yeah. Well, he could be a third... If he actually were to continue his directing career with the MCU, he could bring a, a new element to it because his previous movie, what he did, which he directed, was called What We Do in the Shadows, which was... I, I hear it was great. Which but. was a, a vampire mockumentary with, with a Kiwi, or New Zealand-esque Kiwi comedic <laughs> twist. Okay. It's excellent. So it really is. We're saying it's like Flight, Flight of the Concord with vampires? <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> Regardless, so you so this is his first big. He did like what we do in the shadows, which was what low budget, and now he does this. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is, the MCU needs new new directorial blood. Get rid of fucking what's his name, uh, Whedon. Whedon, get get rid of him. Even though he's a great director and all, he knows his characters. Get rid of him, but offer these new guys a chance because or make him a, a producer or something like that. Yeah. Right, but there was there was enough Kiwi humor. Let's say from Korg and Korg was awesome. Korg, I'd say Korg and Jeff Goldblum and just the 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 kind of 
passive aggressive humor that you saw between Thor and uh, and Hulk and Hulk, yeah, was was amazing. One thing I didn't like were whereas so in the actual Planet Hulk storyline at this point there is a, a a weird merger between the Hulk persona and Bruce Banner. So where Hulk can actually speak in more complex sentences, nothing like Banner, but he's more intelligent. They made him like a fucking spoiled brat, like a child in this, which. But I think in the MCU, if you're going to have the Hulk, yeah, it's, you're probably going to end up having because all he does is just go Hulk smash, right? Which is why I don't ever believe, even though there's a lot of fans who would love to see a Hulk movie, a standalone, a new one. That's the reason why, because he's just a fucking spoiled child going, yeah. uh, an extremely strong spoiled child going on a rampage. You don't actually have. The, That's why all the Hulk movies didn't do well. And or the, and not only just didn't do well, they just weren't good. The Edward Norton one was I, interesting. I, would, I heard it was bad. <laughs> I heard it was in, in, in terms of movies, one. yes. But as an actor who actually wanted to play Banner and the Hulk, mm-hmm. Edward Norton, he actually wanted to do it. There's a story. The reason why they don't do it, they didn't do it. And they chose Mark Ruffalo, is because Edward Norton is an extremely difficult actor to work with. Okay, which is why they did the one movie with him. And then when they were talking about the Avengers and him co- and the Hulk coming back, Norton's expressed interest. Mm-hmm. But the studios end up saying no. I went with Ruffalo because yeah. American History X. I love that. I love that movie. But if you heard about if you heard about a lot of the like the drama that was happening on set, it was all like Edward Norton and the director hated each other. Yeah, and it seems to be like that's the story every time I hear about like the back st- the back. You know the backstage kind of drama behind. You know, I would love Edward to, Norton films, right? Yeah. I would love. Well, I would love to hear the backstage drama between Edward Norton and Robin Williams and Death to Smoochie. Oh, there's got to be something. That's a phenomenal there. film. That is yeah. so. It's a black comedy that is so underrated. Yeah, it's fucking great though. So, I, I would say I, I definitely recommend people go see this uh, Ragnarok. I think it was. I think it was great. It's not. I don't. I didn't think it was on the level of like, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy or anything else. But there was things about it that I that really made me like it, and that had to do a lot with like the whole kind of that that planet they were on, Sakar. Well, what and, it is is I, the, and so, I, I love Korg, and goddamn it, Jeff Goldblum was amazing. Yes, did, did you stick? Okay, did you yes. stick around until yes, the very I did. end? Okay, I did. Don't I, spoil it. Don't spoil oh it. Oh my but. god, that was fucking amazing. <laughs> it was everyone else because the perfect there was like politician. maybe seven people in the theater, which I was kind yeah, of everybody amazed. Left. I was yeah, like, are you kidding me? This is a Marvel film. You know there's going to be something at right. the end. Well, no. So they saw the end with the ship. They saw the yeah. first cut. And, you know, I'm like, okay, that. And I was thinking that's either Thanos or that's the uh, Jeff Goldblum's character. I'm like, okay. Yeah. But then I wait. I'm like, okay, there's. I remember hearing your, your yeah. little spiel. Like, wait for it. I'm like, okay. And then I watched it. I'm like, that's phenomenal. <laughs> Which is why if they ever do. His character may actually, you may see him in the Infinity War or whatever it is, the Infinity movies. I don't think so because it may be a one and done because he may be stuck on that planet. What would be great is you bring back that character when you do a Planet Hulk movie mm-hmm. because then you actually spend more time with the character and you actually see the relationship between him and the Hulk and then the uh, Valkyrie chick. Yeah. Because. And she was, by the way, she was great in it too. She was a little sassy, yeah. For and, being and for, for being the only black Valkyrie, <laughs> you watch you watch that scene. You see all the white people die, and she's the only black. Yeah, because uh, yeah, she bailed out or something like that. I don't remember exactly. 
Well, no, she she ended up going toe to toe with hell, but there was a one of her fellow Valkyries actually took the a killing blow for her, and she took off after that. Um, yeah, just yeah, I, I am getting Marvel fatigue, and like I like I mean, if if a, if a if a movie comes out and it doesn't, if it's not integral, absolutely integral to the whole kind of Marvel universe kind of storyline, like any of the Avengers or anything like that. Uh, but even those, I'll wait until it comes out so I can download it. I'm not going to, or I'm sorry, rent it legally. Um, public library. Pub, from the public library, of course. Um, I'm, I'm just going to skip it and wait for it to come out. Uh, and if it's not integral, I'll just, I'll just skip it all together. Like, I don't think I even saw the second Thor movie, come to think of it. I didn't. I actually, I didn't see the first two. I ended up watching those via the library. But they're good in their own right. As if you're looking at character development, I mean Thor in the Avengers, he's he's like what the Hulk is. I mean, I don't know. The Avenger movies are rather the first one's great, the second one is terrible, and then what? I mean, Civil War. Is Civil basic, War is, is like the yeah, Avengers. I love Civil War, and the reason why I love Civil War it was because it was the, one of the first times that you see like the big. You know, the big blockbuster MCU movie comes out that's not like, everyone's going to die. We need to stop it. It was the first one to actually take a break from that one. That was, you know, that was that was a big part of the story that I was like, oh, that's a breath of fresh air. Again. That's I, what I really liked about it. That I believe it has to do with the directors. Yeah. So if if Josh Whedon were to go and direct Civil War... I mean, even the subject matter, it was not, it was dealing with the internal conflict mm-hmm. with the mutant registration, not mutant registration act, that's X-Men, yeah. the uh, superhero <laughs> registration act, even though there, there's parallels, Watchmen, yeah. <laughs> there's parallels between yeah. the two. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, like you can't have a doomsday scenario where it can get really interesting. Take for example, Watchmen where they actually let it happen. But this is Disney. Yeah, <laughs> did, did, Disney will not let yeah. any any characters die permanently. Like as as sad as I was to see, uh, what's his name? Guardians Rush- of Galaxy oh. Two. Ah, and I forget his fucking name. He had the <laughs> mohawk. Yondu, because oh, he was one of the original in the comics. He was one of the original founding members, but he died. Mm-hmm. How much you want to bet that he's going to come back? Probably. Yeah. They're, they're, or, someone's going to maybe Star-Lord gets the gauntlet, right? Everyone's <laughs> dead and he wishes everyone back to life and Yondu's there too because Disney doesn't let characters die or permanently. What they sometimes will do is they'll do like like Terminator 2 where they couldn't bring back Reese. But what they did is they bring him back through dream sequences or like they'll bring him back through like some sort of like spiritual channeling or something. Well, some there, there was like that. there was actually a conversation or people suggesting that that if Yondu doesn't it, because um, what's his name? The actor. Fuck. I know who you're talking about. Right. <laughs> I can't, I'm blanking it. Anyways, he I think I don't think he's ever been a movie that I've seen with him in there that I didn't enjoy. And especially with him in it. Henry, the portrait of a serial killer, like one of his first movies, is fucking phenomenal. Um, he's in a bunch of films. films. Hey, hey Mer- he plays Merle. And Merle's like one of the most unlikable people in The Walking Dead, but yet you end up rooting for him. She played Brandy's dad on Mallrats, and he was great in that, too. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably one of My- the few saving graces go. of that movie. Michael Roker. Okay. Regardless, they're even so he let 
leaked, maybe this was last year, that he had he was on the set or he had a, a Infinity War Avengers Infinity War hat on, mm-hmm. which meant he was probably on set doing a reading or whatever. Which leads me to believe that Yandu's coming back one way or another. Yeah. Or through flashbacks or something. Right. Yeah. Via flashback, that's one route. The other route is that he gets fully resurrected. Even yeah. though his body got incinerated, he'll get fully resurrected because of the power of the Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah. So that's how they can bring back these characters. They don't actually have to bring them back to life you but, know, for them to be for them to make reappearances. But I do let me say this. Is it bad that my favorite part of Thor was actually the uh, end credit scene? Not the end credits or the that scenes. Was, it was, it was, because it was so it was so synth wave-ish, like retro eighties, but it looked good. I think I think my favorite parts of it were anything that Jeff Goldblum touched in that movie and everything that Korg was in. So Korg, oh, and there's there's Meek too, and that's a criticism I have because well, well let's let's talk about Korg because that that's going to relate to what is it Meek? Yeah, I, I don't even remember what the name name of the character was because he was Meek. such a yeah. such a small little part of that, and he didn't he didn't really do anything. But okay, so I've just been carrying him around for yeah. <laughs> oh my god, he's alive. <laughs> there was just little things like that. It was there was he didn't make any jokes, but everything that came out of his mouth, you were just dying laughing. Well, because it was his social, as you put it, the social awkwardness. Yeah, because he's like this big, huge rock guy. And but if but you, you would expect something like you know the thing where he's like, oh, I'm going to kill everybody and smash everything and whatever, or some some kind well, of well, no, or even thing. the previous because you recognize him, even though he's a different color, but he is in the previous Thor movies. Oh, he was. Oh, his race yeah. was. Yeah. Okay. So which is why I that, think I saw pictures of that. I don't, which I don't is why when it, when Thor actually gets put in prison and he sees him, mm-hmm. he knows what he is and he kind of goes about it, but then realizes that he's different. Yeah. So then he back, you know, he backs off. And it, but yeah, he, he comes up and instead of having like this like oh I'm I'm, I'm big I'm strong it's it's like oh how you doing Ray uh, how's it going there <laughs> and he's he's really kind of like a socially awkward just kind of like uh, hey oh, guys how's it going hey we're trying to start a revolution <laughs> yeah hey, we're trying to start a revolution eh <laughs> but it I reminded- mean like after because because you know I, there's no spoilers in these movies but after the end after after whatever gets destroyed. Asgard gets destroyed. Like he talks about, like, oh, we, we could rebuild this and have a brand new planet for everybody, and everybody would be equal and free. And then you just see the whole thing just explode. When he's like, oh well. <laughs> well, that but if you but know, everybody around him was like so inspired. Well, by like, right, because yeah. if, because if you know the, the Ragnarok specifically, it's always about the the death and rebirth cycle. So mm-hmm. Ragnarok is events happen. Many of the old gods die, many humans die, but human, but two humans survive, and then after a flood, you know, encompasses the world, after the waters recede, two humans come back out, and then they repopulate, and yeah. things start, you know, it's like the phoenix rising from the ashes. Yeah, I did, I did a little bit of, like, research about what Ragnarok was, mostly because, like, I'm, I love, I love Guar, and uh, they had an album called Ragnarok. <laughs> And and I was really kind of disappointed that they didn't put Ragnarok and Roll somewhere in that movie. But they could have fit that song somewhere in that. That might have been too much, but then it might have actually conflicted with, as you said, one of the guys from Devo did the score. So it might have conflicted with his whole uh, semi-synth wave But then again, they put the Immigrant song in there. Yeah, well. They could have. They that was, I think they put it a couple times in there. They could have put like a Ragnarok one. 
No, I agree. And, and the, you or know, just even like one part where they're like, it's going to be one hell of a party. You know, when been, Ragnarok rolls around, <laughs> it would have been great if they would just were to use the immigrant song in the trailer, but not use it in the movie. No, no, no. Because, no, I mean, <laughs> because we know where they're trying to go with. I mean, fuck. If you look that um, Gardens of the Galaxy started with it and now you got Justice League trying to copy it. And then you got. Well, no, because they only they only had that song. And it was, and I then was, everything it else was just was for that score. battle. It was just right. for the for the gauntlet stuff, and then that was it. It wasn't trying to say like, "Hey, remember all these old tunes?" Like, because Suicide Squad, I hear I haven't seen it. I, I'm too scared to watch it because I know it's going to be terrible. <laughs> but it's it's not one of those terrible movies that I'm going to enjoy like being angry or whatever with like. When I went and saw fucking the Emoji movie or My Little Pony. Because I knew that those were going to be bad. Why the fuck do you torture yourself? <laughs> I, I'm a masochist. It's mm. someone, I asked someone, like, what, what movie should I review next on my Patreon? Someone said, uh, uh, Vaxxed. I was like, ah, I said I was a masochist, not suicidal. <laughs> Actually, if you want to ask, ask someone yeah. who reviewed Vax, ask Ernie. Oh God! Ernie Hancock was talking. Remember the, at at uh, Jack Loeb, he was talking about Vax. Yeah, well, he he was talking about it nonstop for a whole two years after that too. Yeah, like I like I like. I think that there's a reason why I don't listen to him anymore. I like him as a person, okay, but it's, like hold I, on, let, I can't. Let's wrap this up. Wrap this up real quick in a nice bow. Jeff right. Goldblum's character. Oh, and then we'll talk about Ernie. Okay. okay. No, Jeff Goldblum was fucking phenomenal. Yeah, it was. There was a part in that where I was like, all right. Tim and Eric had to be on set for this scene, and it was like it was like one of the last scenes that you see with uh, Jeff Goldblum in, as as president or whatever in in the little chamber. What, there was, what was there his was character's some... name? It was um, he was a grandmaster. Grandmaster, but he's just like, hey, revolution, hey, me, yeah. <laughs> like, so it's like, oh we'll, my we'll god, call, we'll call... no, I'm not gonna. I don't want to. I don't, no, don't no, want to spoil don't. the joke. Yeah, don't. It's... <laughs> it is absolutely worth it to sit through all the credits. Yeah, yeah. it really is. But no, it wasn't that part. It was when he was still, when he was still, uh, you know, the grandmaster and, and you know, president, and he was in his little chamber. There was there was something that happened, and it, there was some sort of like like music or something that was playing. And I don't remember what it was specifically, but I was like, "This is so fucking Tim and Eric, awesome show, great job with with Jeff Goldblum in it." You know, like I expect this from the the billion dollar movie or something like that. Did you see the billion dollar movie? I did. Oh God, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to see it, Tim right. Eric's billion dollar movie, um, but yeah, so it was it was it was just like the, like one of his appearances on. But even Tim if you look at and you're going back through, it was hilarious. Jeff Goldblum's filmography, The Fly, Jurassic Park. I mean, he all even though he's what you say he's typecast, he all kind of acts the same character. But I'm like, no, I don't think he's typecast. I don't know. He acts like himself. Yeah. He plays himself in the movies, and that's what's that was so great about the Grandmaster because he's just like. He's extremely flighty, yeah, and very yeah, passive aggressive or whatnot. But he's just, I don't know, but passive aggressive. No, okay, I, <laughs> there. But I laughed. No one laughed when he talked about the slave thing. <laughs> I was dying. No, I I, I, I laughed out loud, and I think people were looking at me at that because They're like, <laughs> that oh, shit we got an ideologue here. <laughs> yeah, but that shit was great. Yeah, he was like, um, she was like, one of the the slaves are having a revolt, and he was like, don't call them slaves. She was like. Prisoners with jobs, yeah, yeah, I like that. That was that was phenomenal. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so now we can actually start using that in yeah. the libertarian lexicon, yeah, 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 as as you know, instead of saying 
we're all wage slaves. Like, no, we're prisoners with jobs. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't buy the wage slavery shit. But <laughs> no, that's more Ancom thing. But yeah, if, if we were to go am, or try to, if I, yeah, I was going to argue with one of them, like, or no, no, we're no, going to no. try to lure the, the Ancoms jobs. with candy and say yeah. prisoners with jobs. <laughs> we have zero bars, you yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> I used to love those when I was a kid, and then I tried one recently. I was like, um, what you don't like real sugar? No, they're just no, they're just bad, just bad. There's the one with the white chocolate in it, right? Yeah, and the chocolate no nougat. Ugh. Anyways, um, um, we Stranger Things nougat. <laughs> he loves nougat. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, that that was I. Three let Musketeers me give us the best. I loved Three Musketeers when I was a kid. Though. Let me give the nice. only the only thing I hate about Stranger Things is what happened to the cat. Fuck that! I was pissed. Yeah, just because we're cat people, so yeah. Um. Well, we should talk about that, but we should talk about Ernie first. All right, let's let, let's briefly because Mr. Hancock, I I love it. Ernie, Ernie's a great guy. Hanging out with him at Jack Fest was amazing. His show is great, except for when vaccines come up. It um, I just turn it off, and it got to the point where it was just like there was a while. I think it was a few weeks or whatever where I just kept seeing nothing but like vax stuff well that's when because they were they he, he pushing had for a showing of that movie in his town right or and then he invited i think the director or whatever yeah, the yeah. stars well no or robert De, he was trying to get robert de niro i don't know if that actually happened or not but he kept on mentioning him because i know de niro was be, behind the vax movie because his son has autism and he was trying to yeah he was trying to do something i mean you know if if, if i I, under, I understand like the appeal like if you have a child that's autistic and you're trying to look for answers and that's the answer that keeps coming up on the internet all the time, I can understand why people would fall into that trap. But, he, but even, okay, but look at De Niro. He has I'm money. Excuse, he has yeah. resources. I mean, it is a potent, if all his resources point in this direction, maybe, I don't know. I, I don't care. Yeah, one way, I, I don't, kids, God I, don't damn it, yeah. I don't care one way or the other. I mean, yeah. what people fucking do, whatever. But Ernie, Ernie, he was going on, yeah, on and on and on, religi- and on. almost religiously, and that seems to be like the whole religiosity issue or pet issues that turn religious, tax or vaccines that you see a lot of uh, the libo, libo kids fucking <laughs> <laughs> the Walberts talking about, yeah, yeah. Well, no, I'm saying libertarian kids, this libo, was, yeah, the uh, libo kids, and because you see them at Jackfest and you, you see all the hippies and. Yeah, no. Yeah. like I don't want to be a part of that. There's like, I don't know. It, se- it seems like libertarians kind of broke off into two main factions. I mean, like, there's still like the academics who are still kind of relatively in the middle of, of both of them. They're, they they won't go alt right. They won't go. They won't go SJW. Anti- they won't. Anti- they won't they'll just mm-hmm. they'll just stay kind of in the middle and, and above the fray. And they're just like, well, OK, give me an example, though. I'm curious. Uh, Tom Woods would be a good one. Okay, Bob Murphy would be another one. Like pretty much all the but, but Mises you, guys, right? But would you say Hoppe? I mean, no, because Hop, Hop, <laughs> there's exceptions to every rule. I'm not saying that that's okay. Because Jeffrey Tucker would probably lean a little bit. I but, wouldn't. I wouldn't see. I wouldn't say that he's full on SJW. A lot of people say that he is, but I, I don't. No, buy he it. he has leanings just like Hoppe has, kind of alt rightish. But he does kind of go on little tangents that would make one think that he is. 
I'm a fan yeah. of Hoppe, though. I mean, I love the God Democracy That Failed. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's... <laughs> I think argumentation ethics is silly. Well, right. But not, not everyone's going to have a... a you know, be completely consistent 100% yeah, of the yeah. time. Hoppe, okay, argumentation ethics. Yeah, that fucking sucks, but everything yeah. else... I mean, it's like... Roth- did, you, did you hear the show we did with uh, yeah. Matt? Okay. I did. Rothbard and racism. I mean... Yeah, Rothbard's good, but if you take all, I, I of, wouldn't say he was racist. He, he well, no, but look at everything he's yeah. done. So you got to take the good and the bad, just like everything else. Yeah, it's like being a Las Vegas national, you know, a nationalist. He's like you have to take Las Vegas is great. There's shitting a lot of the areas. Yes, it's really good in a lot of areas, <laughs> but you got to take the complete yeah. package. You can't cherry pick. No. You, you can cherry pick. You, I, I, for example, I don't live in the shitty areas of Vegas anymore. I stay in places like Summerlin, Henderson. No, but it's the idea of recognizing that they exist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You deny that they exist. You're well, cherry I, I'm not saying that they're. I'm not denying that they exist. I'm just. I'm saying I want. I want Summerlin. I want Henderson. I want this part of Vegas. I want that part of Vegas. North Vegas. Unless it's north, 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 north Vegas. North, no. Or, or northwest. <laughs> yeah, northwest. Like, North Vegas is a hellhole, except for, like, there's, like, a little crescent. And yet, and that's and it. yet every every place I'm working is in, is in North Vegas. Oh, my yeah. fuck. North I can't, Vegas I can't get away from I used it. to live there, and it was – when I first moved here, it was it – was, No, but what I'm speaking of is – It was Kensington. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like – I keep trying to, like, every time I talk to Steve, I'm like, hey, you should come to – North Vegas. Yeah, come to Kensington in the desert. <laughs> We got hookers and blackjack. That might be a sell- <laughs> that might be a selling point. I mean, if we can get him and and his sumo, yeah, out here, that might actually be beneficial. Yeah. <laughs> Where was I going with that? Um, oh yeah, no, so, we're talking about cherry picking. Yeah, so like, there's lots of things that I I don't like about Hoppa. Like, I don't like how he's like a really kind of like hardcore like conservative social conservative on things. And I'm just going to ignore that. I'm, I'm also going to. Well, I'm not going to ignore it. I'm going to acknowledge that it's there, but I'm just not going to take. I'm, I'm not going to take it. But I'm going to take all the good things that he talks about because there's a lot of good things that he has contributed. And I'm going to ignore all the things that I don't like. Right. And, and well, I think everybody could, should do that. And if everybody does that, they're going to come to some sort of like most agreement things. Right. And yeah. no, I agree. And the same with Rothbard. The same. Even though Lou Rockwell, a lot of people hate him because of his, you know, maybe paleo conservative ways or whatnot, but. Lou's done a lot of good things. Yeah, he's. I mean, he may be wrong in a lot of aspects. And I don't. And I, and I don't particularly. I'm not a big fan of his site anymore. No, his. I mean, it's on, a, it's, it's, it was. I don't know. Last. I haven't looked at it recently, but it's for probably, a while it was, it's probably the same. It was it, bogged down by 9/11 shit. Well, not even yeah. well that, but it's it's more like okay. I believe the Lou Rockwell. It's a blog. The way he runs the blog is kind of the same way that Zero Hedge runs their blog, or his blog, whomever runs it. He picks and chooses, and then he just links to yeah. different articles. And so, if he's trying to feed, if if, if, if he's trying to feed his his base, then yeah, maybe nine eleven. I, I don't think that's what what it's about. And I think I think it's and maybe if, if you're looking at in terms of like let's get the most amount of people in this in this group, appealing to nine eleven stuff is really good. Well, at least back then, probably not so much now, but back then you you could get a lot of people to go like, oh, look at this. 9-11 truth article that's on this website but then it's also linking to you know an economic article by hoppa or what if you know. what if it's maybe is it i mean if you ever think about it 
Lou's actually doing a lot of things. What if he's actually kind of offshored or he's pushed his uh, the management of his blog to someone else and it's someone else's who decides like, okay, this is the audience. This is what I'm going to start doing in Lou's name. It's a yeah. possibility. I don't know. He, he may be running it. I don't. I don't know what his role in the Mises Institute is anymore because I know well, he kept he kept talking about retiring for a while. Right, but I he mean, he was going to give it to Jeffrey Tucker. And that you didn't always work out. you <laughs> always have to look at when you talk about big wigs like that involving academics. Are they really handling it, or are they actually doing it? As a, a subordinate handling it? Yeah, I mean, in any organization. Yeah, so I mean, like, there's things on there that that I'll read. Like, if if someone links an article and I, and I know that the article is going to be like good or something that I want to read, then I'll read it. But if it's going to be like, I won't go on there and check because last time I used to go and the last, I wouldn't say the last time, uh, but every single time up until the point where I stopped doing this, every time I went there, it was like, oh, 9-11, new information about 9-11 truth. And I was just like, I'm tired of this what shit. Was it? The last time I actually looked, because I used to keep, there was a an app for the LRC, Lou Rockwell community or LRB. Probably blog. still is. Well, no, there is. But the last time I did it, it's like I was in college. This was like four years ago, mm-hmm. and and I'm pretty sure nothing's changed. Yeah, I mean he he would actually every every now and then he would um, exhibit or uh, showcase article like articles from Brett McKay, who does the Art of Manliness podcast, because it kind of fits a certain type of motif or a certain idea that maybe Lou is trying to, or his whoever's handling the blog mm-hmm. is actually trying to you know express. I'm glad I didn't invest any time, money, or effort into like creating a a Lulberts app. Even though there is a Lulberts app, I don't know if it's still around because I don't know if Michael took it off because I know he's upset with me. But <laughs> but I know he he was already investing in all that stuff. But I think the, whoa shit, I just spilled energy drink all over myself. It's funny that I'm the one that party fouled and I'm the one that's not drinking because <laughs> I have a CPR class in the morning. <laughs> yep, and, and and so Jim. He texts me. He's like, I can't drink tonight. I got a CPR class. I'm like, okay. So I go buy a six pack. I'm like, that doesn't mean I can't drink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't say you couldn't drink. I right. just said that I couldn't. But, right. but but know that once I get out of that class, I'm going to need a drink. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that, that's like me getting – because I got uh, – what is it? Pit trained. So the powered industrial truck, that training goes at Amazon. I mean – at the larger warehouses, yeah, there's a lot of pit training, but mm-hmm. I got so the first thing I do is like I go when me and my buddy we transferred from the the old warehouse to say our new warehouse. Our first our first training was we got pit trained before we even got trained in our job. It was like we have to know how to drive this uh, powered industrial truck. Okay, and I don't know where it's going with that because I'm, I'm a little bit. Drunk. <laughs> You've been powering through those things pretty quickly. I I mean, have, we've only been like forty-one minutes into this thing. That's okay because you know I keep. We need to bring this back to 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 Korg. Oh, and Meek. Because oh, <laughs> hold that thought because I need to use the restroom. I'm gonna pause the recording. Um, maybe we should do a quick advertiser break here. Yes. Huh? All right. Hey, everybody, Jim Jesus here. Do you trust Vox? Well, you should check out what they are saying about cumstainedmattress.com. They are pre-owned mattresses from some of your favorite porn stars, and they're covered in dry male and female ejaculate that offers a different sleeping experience. They offer free shipping and free returns, and they are used by three ex-presidents. They, uh, use our code LOLBERTS, and you get a free cum rag. Gang, you're going to sleep like a baby. You don't have insomnia because you look at TVs and monitors all day and go through K-cups like... 
Philip Seymour Hoffman went through balloons of heroin is because you're not having a crunchy bag. Guys, check this out. ComestainedMattresses.com. And don't forget to use our code LALBERTS. So, yeah, um, now that we got that out of the way, <laughs> Korg. What do you know about Korg? Korg. Um, the only thing I'm I'm intimately familiar with was the animation they did to Planet Hulk. I actually have the comics, though I haven't read them yet. But I do know that at least Meek and Korg were two of the key components with within um, Hulk's group mm-hmm. in Planet Hulk. Which is why I was rather surprised that Meek did not actually have a speaking part because Meek was, I think, a little bit more important or or as important as Korg in the comics. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but it didn't seem like he was that important to... He didn't. He wasn't even important to the story, at. Uh, I would say, at all, even, to, even in terms of the movie. Well, even Korg, technically, if you look at it, was not necessarily important. Okay. He, was, he himself, even the two characters... In the comics were important to Hulk. They were not important to Hulk in this. So okay. it wasn't really a Planet Hulk storyline. It was like Planet Hulk was with a couple characters from Planet Hulk, but we're going to mainly interact with Thor. I think they were just kind of keeping with the theme. I, they may have wanted to do a Planet Hulk movie, but just realized that Hulk is not a good vehicle for a film by itself. Well, the, they've, they've what? Already tried it twice, and they both... yeah. Even though people like the second one with Edward Norton a little bit better, they both still failed. Yeah. And it's extremely expensive. Yeah. Extremely expensive with, what, the CGI and everything else? Because they have to, they they because they changed this, they made a difference from, say, the Edward Norton Hulk to the Avengers, whereas they took the face of the guy who was playing Banner and made it more like him. Like, so mm-hmm. the Hulk looks like more, more or more like Mark Wolfio. Yeah, Rufio. Yeah, yeah. Then you know they that started with the Avengers. I bet you that took a lot of fucking money, though. Yeah, but I don't know. I, I still like the movie. Still like Ragnarok. It still was good. I definitely would put it on my top ten just because it was funny. As as top it was, well, okay. So you told me that top you, ten Marvel, you Marvel, not okay. not my top ten movies of all time. Fuck no. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Fuck that no. okay. Yeah, that would be insane. I think the I think maybe the only one that would crack that list would probably be. Maybe Guardians, maybe. Deadpool, okay, so so, I don't, I don't, so let's I let's break down high. let's break down your top ten Marvel movies. I don't I don't really have a list. I'm just saying, like, if I did build a list, Thor Ragnarok would be my top ten. Would be for, up there. Okay. Would be up there, but it would not be in the like the the final five for sure. Like the final five would probably be like. I mean, God, Marvel's been around for almost twenty years, and we're talking about top ten. I'm like fucking a. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, top five. Okay, I could give you my top five right now. Yeah. So, uh, prob- it, probably, uh, if would would Daredevil count? If it did, yeah. Logan would definitely be on that list. Deadpool would definitely be on my well. Top okay, five but list. I'm, I'm okay. So now we're actually extrapolating to outside the MCU, but we're talking about MCU core movies. Does that really core movies that and oh, that's from not MCU okay, right? And so. that's not including Daredevil or the Punisher, which is gonna be fucking awesome. What day is it? Oh my God! Was it the fourteenth? Three days to Punisher. Oh, yeah. I think I just came. <laughs> um, no, but for ta- MCU. So there's, I mean, so you've got the Iron Man trilogy. You have the Thor trilogy. There's six. You've got the Captain America trilogy. There's nine. Doctor Strange, 
Ant-Man. Oh, there's, I think there's like 20 of them so far. Uh, or some, somewhere. Right. Like okay. So, and then the two Avengers movies. There's a bunch of them. <laughs> Thor. Like, wait a minute. There's like, no. So, so you have. Do we have to bring it up? Yeah. Because I was going to say. My big ass mechanical t- keyboard. Like I barely. I need to get another one. Fuck this keyboard. It came with my computer though. <laughs> mm. All right. So it's got the synthwave neon lights though. I dig that. So there's Iron Man. I guess they count Incredible Hulk. Yeah. No. The second Incredible Hulk with the one with Norton is technically canon. Okay. So. Uh, Thor, <laughs> Captain America, the Avengers, mm-hmm. um, and then more just repeats of those. Guardians of the Galaxy, Ant Man. Yep. Uh, Doctor Strange. Yeah. yeah, there's a bunch of them. There, there, there's definitely enough for a top ten. Yeah. I mean, Ant-Man. Ant-Man was good, but it still was. Ant-Man's actually in my top ten. Because it was different from the standard. Because yeah. you yeah. have. But I think that's when they were trying to experiment, like, outside of that whole, like, well, the Doomsday. Com- with, well, right, with the comedic element. But if you look at it, Ant-Man was different. I really liked Ant-Man. And I didn't think I would. But I went and saw it here when I before I moved up here, and I thought it was fun. I thought it was great. I mean, the first Iron Man's always going to have a special place, but there are better movies than the first Iron Man. Mm-hmm. If you're talking about an origin story, I agree. Doctor Strange is probably one of the best origin stories in terms of uh, visuals. I mean, maybe that's yeah, it. No, but no, because I th- I think his story was kind of interesting. Maybe because it's because of who I am, like being steeped in like skepticism and stuff like that you know the skeptic i wouldn't say the skeptic community because that that definition has long changed <laughs> now it just basically means well, well there was because edgy youtubers that talk about feminists <laughs> before <laughs> i actually ever even because i never read strange as a kid i saw the animated movie for dr strange and when I saw when I saw the theatrical movie, I compared the two, and I actually I prefer the animated movie because there was a point there there's a there maybe this was a, a film fuck up or editing fuck up, but mm-hmm. there was a passage of time that just wasn't explained. It's like you have him being nothing, and then all of a sudden you have him being strange and being like the sorcerer supreme. Like it doesn't fucking make any sense. There was no passage of time that was actually shown to take place. Yeah. Well, there was a passage, a, lo- a big passage. No, a big passage, but, but it was never explained. You're yeah, just saying, yeah. okay, from here to here. Yeah. And then you have to fill in the blank. Um, Wasn't impressed with that. Whereas with but, the, but see, with the but, animated movie, it actually showed a passage of time, but him actually working and progressing to becoming what he is now. Okay. But I think what, what really interested me is because like, he was like, he was hyper skeptical. He thought all of that stuff was like oh that's a bunch of like pseudoscientific horse nonsense like what are you talking about and then when he found this guy that you know that pretty much did what he wanted to do uh you know he asked him and then like he basically gave him like this hocus pocus shit and he was like no that's just a bunch of like that's just a bunch of nonsense like that's all horse shit uh then when he even got there he was still like oh this is all just pseudoscientific spiritualist nonsense but then he ended up like embracing it, and it turned out to be true. Well, right. But so if, there was like a part of me that was kind of like that—that's kind of like me. No, it's finding it, out that everything I knew was wrong. Right, but so it, but you have to look aspect. at the catalyst. What caused him to actually go that route? 
He's a he is a prize winning like neurosurgeon. Yeah, like yeah. He, he values his hands. Yeah. He gets in a fucking car accident because of a demon that he couldn't see, but a demon actually ends up causing the car wreck. Fucks him up completely. Mm-hmm. And now he goes on this spiritual... Now he's like, well, I've exhausted all the modern medical ways to improve my hands. Well, now I'm going to to throw caution to the wind and try the pseudoscientific route. Mm-hmm. And then the journey begins. Yeah, but at first he was like, this, is, this isn't going to work. This is all... Bullshit. Well, right, because he he went with what he knew. Quackery, yeah, he went with what he knew, which was modern medicine, and yeah. if modern medicine couldn't help him. Well, it's like, well, he's getting desperate. But, but, but he also saw like the other guy. What other guy? There was a guy. Remember, he met the basketball court. Oh, the you're actually guy. talking yeah. about the. I'm talking I'm talk, about the okay, character so I, as a whole. I, I didn't know. Yes. Yeah, no. So the character as a whole versus the actual movie. But yeah, no. So if, if we're talking about the movie, yeah, he, yeah. He's taking because well, but he was he was a skeptic. He's a skeptic, but yeah. he's so desperate at that point, he's willing to suspend disbelief and say, "Okay, you know what? I'm willing to yeah. try this." And he actually sees someone that he knows had he couldn't do what he was doing, and then was watching him play basketball and going like, "That's the, yeah that 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 goes that that." What is it? He's just like that's impossible. Yeah, <laughs> like so, so he be, has to lead oh, some yeah, check it out. Yeah, right. And uh, I don't know. There was little things in the movie, like where where he she hands him a note and it had like some little weird thing. He was like, "What is this? Some sort of magical like saying or something?" And she's like, "No, that's a Wi-Fi password." <laughs> like there was little things like that that I really liked about it too. Well, the, yeah, there's what is it? <laughs> casting Benedict Cumberbatch as Strange. I think was probably the best thing they could have done because with what Cumberbatch did in Sherlock. And everything he did with that, it, it really... I haven't seen the Sherlock stuff. You should watch it. It's really, really good. I don't know about the, the current stuff, but at least I know the first two series. Because I know the BBC does series as opposed to seasons. But the first two series are really good. Okay. Because they're, they're actually... They're like two-hour movies. Because it actually deals with a story. A story as opposed to just an ongoing series. Yeah. Or ongoing uh, episodic series. Yeah, so I don't know. I I, I I read comic books vicariously. So, I mean, like, I don't read them myself. Unless it's like Alan Moore, I'm just not interested in reading them. <laughs> and every time I try to read something that's not Alan Moore, I just get bored. And it's it, it's 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 not the story really so much. I mean, like, the stories are so good from Alan Moore that I'm willing to put aside the format, which is what I have a problem with. So, like, I don't know. I, I like the whole stories of, of all these superheroes. I just can't get to... Uh, so the the, com- uh, the the cartoons and the movies I like, but I'm I don't know I'm just, I'm getting Marvel fatigue. Like, can we just have more like Spider Man? No, or, or can like- we just have nothing? I, I I would like instead of having Mar- Marvel coming out with a movie every six months, I would be like to take a break, a long two year break. And be like nothing, and then be completely void of everything because that way it would build up enthusiasm, and maybe they would come with something great, as opposed to uh, sp- mediocre bullshit coming out maybe every six months. No, I, I would say that the new Spider-Man one was really great. No, it wasn't. Spider-Man was mediocre. The only great thing in it was the Vulture, and I I, I will say the Vulture is the greatest fucking hero slash villain. Of modern history, yeah, he because was, you could he was re- almost like an anti-hero. He fight, was because you re- could relate to him yeah. absolutely, and that's one. Actually, I hated the multicultural bullshit from Spider-Man. I get it. I get that's where they're headed. Cool, but, 
But what? she's, but she's, you know, she's not going to stick around. They're going to end up having to. Well, no, she's Mary actually Jane. not even. She's not even MJ. Oh, no, yeah, even yeah, Peter no, Feige himself has come out and said, "Yeah, that's not the real MJ." Yeah, it was just fucking with people. I know. I know well, it, it was fucking with people with Emma Stone too because everybody thought that that was going to be that was MJ, and I was like, "But she's not credited as MJ, so apparently she's not MJ." Even the chick, what? Well, even though she was attractive, what was she like? Half she was half black, half white. Regardless, she was a cool character, but she is not Mary Jane Watson. Period. She wasn't supposed to be. No, she wasn't she supposed was, to be. But she wasn't even supposed to be filling that role. No, she wasn't. But it was a like high school it, fling, which which I think they went actually previous, like prior to the whole Mary J. Watson saga. They went maybe a little bit before that. I know originally it wasn't Mary Jane. Like in no, the, even actually, in the comics, it was like some. It was well, that no, it was Stone Girl. From no, what I understand, it was that the one no, there was. There was, and then she died, and then it was supposed. Gwen, to, it was Gwen. Gwen, Gwen Stacy was the before Mary Jane ever showed up. It was Gwen Stacy. And Gwen Stacy was actually shown in the um, Andrew Garfield once. Mm-hmm. Even though the first one was good, second one sucked, but they still went previous prior to the uh, Mary Jane. So there was Gwen. I didn't see. I didn't see the new Spider Man movies or the the Andrew I, Garfield ones because the- I saw the Sam Raimi ones. There's Sam Remy, then okay, Sam Remy director, the- and then Andrew Garfield, which dealt was a precursor. That was the uh, the Amazing Spider-Man, mm-hmm. but that dealt with the Gwen Stacy saga. The second one actually shows Gwen dying, and then yeah, yeah, I know she died in the second one. And then it's supposed to, and then he supposedly timeline wise, he's supposed to go from Gwen to nothing to Mary Jane. Yeah. But, but those movies didn't work out. <laughs> they've done five fucking Spider-Man movies, and none of them actually are canon. Or it's like they can't get Spider-Man right. I, th- I think the f- the very first Spider-Man. Well, I, 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 there, wasn't there one earlier before that in the eighties or seventies? I don't know. I'm, but I'm not looking at that. Okay. There was a Captain so, America back in the eighties, and that doesn't even count. Yeah, that was terrible. Uh, <laughs> but. Um, yeah, the, the 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 one with Tobey Maguire. The first one was good. The second one was in the the third one was just bad, uh, really bad. But Sam Raimi, he's he's becoming a hack. Like, like he's have, a lot of this. A lot of his stuff now is just kind of recycling Evil Dead. Have or, you or watched Army of Darkness? Well, rather. right. But have you watched Ash versus the Evil Dead? I mean, we're we're looking at we're looking at Ash like Ash versus the Evil Dead. We're looking at Ash like twenty thirty years prior post. Army of Darkness. Yeah. Well, I haven't. Well, is he? I don't know if he's involved in that, and I haven't seen the show. No, he is. Okay. It, it's it's. But I mean, like the the Oz, the wonderful, uh, oh, the fucking the god the, the new Oz movie that came out like six or seven years ago with fucking the guy that's playing the guy uh, Tommy Wiseau in the room. Fucking goddamn it. Anyways, he's always he's always with fucking Seth Rogen. <laughs> he was also in the interview. Anyways. Um, fucking lost my train of thought there. Sam Raimi, yeah, but yeah, he was also in Spider Man too. <laughs> well, reboots of, you're, you're talking about putting out shit. I mean, Sam, but, Raimi- but yeah, but the 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 Oz movie was beat for beat. I mean, beat for beat, Army of Darkness. Like everything, if you watch that movie, you'd be like that. That was I just saw Army of Darkness with the Wizard of Oz theme. That's what you. That's what you walk away from that movie with. I'm okay with that. <laughs> it's like you know. But the, there is a core. I but mean, it wasn't good. Even though. if you, yeah. Well, Army if, of Darkness was probably one of the best comedic films of all time. Oh, yeah. 
right? And so, <laughs> but if you look at yeah. um, Taggart, because there was a, there was three guys: Sam Raimi, there was um, I forget his first name, but Taggart and Bruce Campbell. Mm-hmm. If you look at what Taggart did, because Taggart ended up marrying, uh, what's her name, Lucy Lawless. Okay, right. But if you look at Spartacus. Look at Spartacus, the the Showtime. No, the, yeah, Spartacus, uh, Blood and Sand, the Showtime movie. Lucy Laws is in it. Fucking Taggart's actually producing it. I think directing it. That's some of the best shit. That's the that's the best story I've seen in a few years. I mean, it ran four seasons. Is that a comic book? No. Okay. Absolutely not. This is a, this is detailing. You know, Spartacus. It's got. Um, it's actually got a bunch of people. It's got a few people that. Are pretty famous now. Andy Whitfield was the one who played Spartacus, but he ended up, I think he had leukemia or whatever. He ended up dying after the first season. So they did a prequel for the second season. And then they did, they had to replace him with another guy, Liam something who ran the the third and fourth season. But so, it, it's got some of the most memorable shit. In it. I mean, it's like one of the best series ever. So we should talk about the ones that are coming up. What do you let's talk about your predictions? Because you know more about comic books than I do, and you're going to tell me what what, what they're going to be. If they're going to be good or bad. Good or bad. Okay. Okay. So the next one that's coming up is Black Panther. I'm iffy on Black Panther because when I first saw the trailer, I was expecting, I was hoping for like authentic, like African beats or whatnot, and like music, and I got hip hop, and I said, oh God, no. But then again, do you really want the African singer, the 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 stereotypical African singer? Yes, I do. Because, no, God, I can't stand because, that. Because no, you can't stand it. But realize with what I mean, I get it. But the fact that Wakanda itself has been segregated, it's segregated itself from the entire world for generations. It should de- true. It should develop its own authentic music. Well, when I talk about the African singer, I'm talking about like. The shit that was at, oh the Lion King, <laughs> no no the Gladiator um, oh yeah no, uh, what the hell District Nine um, Avatar how they always have that no and it's supposed Honestly, to be like the, the sad well, moment you could actu- don't pl- please say that you don't want that in the movie. no actually what I was thinking is since so, Wakanda is and we're looking at Wakanda Wakanda by the comic books is one of the most technically advanced countries in the world. I would expect it to have, yes, that kind of weird, like uh throwback to its ancestry, but then a weird techno mix that would actually mesh or well synth together. Mix, sorry, yeah. Sorry. Synth yeah. mix. <laughs> because yeah, I, yes. Synth. I, because yeah, that, yeah, okay. that wouldn't make sense. It's possible that they could be doing that, but they're just playing that sort of maybe when they come to, a, you know, the first world, and they're playing just they are the pop first, stuff. To they are the to first yeah. world. They are supposedly they are beyond anything America has ever fucking seen. Period. Okay, but I mean, like, because they did come to like America type land or whatever, maybe Europe. I don't know. From what I've seen from the trailer, but the, again, we're looking at does Hollywood or the MCU actually take the source material and do it justice? I don't know. Or does it take its own spin? But I think that the one thing that's concerning about me, it's concerning for me, is because I thought that they wrapped up his kind of origin enough in it was, War. it was not an origin story, and we talked about this before. Okay, so if you're looking at, I was hoping that it was so they would just skip to that part and just get to the. Well, no, because you can actually look at the Black Panther because he actually had to go through a ritual. 
his father had to die so he could uh, ascend the throne because it's still a monarchy in Wakanda. <laughs> okay. But so it's not that advanced. <laughs> Politic- they, they haven't blo- abolished the state yet. <laughs> Political. This was written in the 1960s, so so it's it's a monarchy, but yet it's the most technologically advanced state in the world. Okay. Some for some reason out outdoes Latvia, which Doctor Doom is. I don't even know how they do that. Okay, so regardless, do you think it's going to be good or bad? You know, or lukewarm maybe. I'm really hoping it's good. From what? Because I saw the trailer for before. Trailer's beautiful. Trailer's good, but then I'm I'm looking at the previous trailers I saw. I'm lukewarm to it. Okay, so you think it's good. you're lukewarm to it, but do you think it's going to be good or bad? Like your prediction? Uh, it's going to be good. Okay, it's going to be good. Yeah, it's going to be good because there's a lot of of Black America who's really going to flock to the movie because well, it represents you know a black superhero. Forget Spawn, they got Black Panther. You know, forget Blade. Yeah, forget Blade. <laughs> Blade, Spawn, two of the most you know. Okay, so Avengers of Infinity War. I hope it's going to be fucking phenomenal, but if what we be Age of Ultron, <laughs> right? If uh, no, because I have high hopes in the Russo brothers, so it's going to be good. I just I don't know. Okay, Ant Man versus the Wasp. That's going to be a great porn. <laughs> Was a wasp female? Yes. Oh, that's okay. So. Yes. So you're basically saying it's it's, <laughs> it's going to make for point. like not not Ant Man versus the Wasp XXX a parody. It's going to happen. That yeah. one. That one. Absolutely. That's going to be good. We <laughs> we don't know about the film itself. <laughs> Captain Marvel. Oh, this is this one's this this one's a point of contention because which Captain Marvel do you go with? I think they're going with the blonde girl. No, no, no. They're talking about... So there's two Captain Marvels, right? There's Miss Marvel, and then the Captain Marvel is what's more recent. If you look look at... there's they, And they've already done a triple X parody of the Miss Marvel. They said Miss Marvel. That's what it's saying. Really? Well, okay, so let's see. Um, yeah, I think, I think it's still going to be Miss Marvel. That's what it's saying. They have a script for Miss Marvel. That's what it's they're, they're not going. So there's a point of contention with Captain Marvel because in Marvel Comics, Captain Marvel has taken an extremely hard left SJW turn storyline wise and everything else. And I think uh, Paul Feige. It's not going to be a no, Joss Paul, Whedon. Right. But Paul Feige. None of these are Joss Whedon. Right. But Paul Feige knows that that's fucking cancer and he's going with. The shit that sells because one of my favorite story writers, Chris Claremont, actually is the one who came up with Miss Marvel back in the 80s. Chris Claremont was known for the greatest X-Men storylines to date. Okay. And then it says, um, so you think it's going to be good or um, you just don't? You just I don't know. It's, it's a I'm, crap shoot right yeah, now. Yeah, it's a crap shoot. I don't know. Okay. Uh, an untitled Avengers film May is going to be in 2019, May. That is the sequel to it's whatever be a the Infin- you're right. It's whatever the, the sequel to the Infinity War is because I know the Russo brothers they got penned for two movies the first and second Infinity War, which they coined, but they said specifically it was going to be two movies. So who knows? Okay. We have to see what happens with the first or the new Avengers and then home, uh, Homecoming Spider Man sequel. How can it be Homecoming twice? It says. 
Untitled Spider-Man Homecoming sequel. So it's a sequel to Homecoming. Oh. Not a sequel to The Amazing <laughs> Spider-Man and not a sequel to Spider-Man. I don't know. It's not going to really be Sam Raimi. I, I, I don't know because they they banked on the new Spider-Man being extremely closely linked to Tony Stark and with... Uh, but I don't know because it looks like they're kind of distancing. Well, well no, the end of it. it well, no, they they have to yeah. because fucking uh, what's his name? Contract is now up. His con- um, uh, Robert Downey Jr. Downey uh, Robert's contract is actually up with the event. The ne- these next Avenger movies. So don't I expect him Iron Man to actually die to be replaced by either War Machine or someone else, and then whatever happens with the new Iron Spider. If they go that route, I don't know. But if his contract's up, he's making fucking pretty good cash from from playing Tony. He he already has, and actually, he's the best Tony Stark that there ever could be. Period. Yeah, he made. He's actually what's made the MCU. Yeah. So I mean, but now, but I think Thor is picking up the ball. Thor, um, Chris Hemsworth. As far yeah. as I'm concerned, I thought his contract was up with with Ragnarok, but supposedly he's. As you he, saw in the title crawl, yeah, he's going to be in Infinity War. Yeah. Okay, but there's going to be a lot of contracts up, so they're trying to pass the buck. From what I understand is, like, Chris Hemsworth, uh, Robert Downey Jr., uh, guy who played Cap. Chris. I don't know his name. I don't, I don't care. <laughs> Regardless, <laughs> all, really all three of them, all three of the people who actually helped create the MCU... Those three actors, their contracts are up after this next Avengers series. So, from what I heard, that Mar- the MCU was actually trying to place its hopes on Captain Marvel, and I'm hoping that if they do it right, Captain Marvel. No, if you want to place your hopes in any and <laughs> anyone, you put it in fucking Guardians. Guardians three is the next one. On Guard- the list. Yes, Guardians three. Regard- but it's going to be in 2020. I don't give a shit. Regardless. James Gunn and the Guardians crew, they make gold. Yeah. It doesn't say who's in it. Oh, no, it says James Gunn. Never mind. Because no one else is going to do it. Because if you look at the Inferno music video, I specifically state that James Gunn and the Infer- and the Guardians crew will save the MCU from mediocrity. And because that shit is so fucking weird. There's a whole bunch of um, TV shows. Yeah, who gives a fuck about? I mean, I well, care about the Netflix Punisher and, and Punisher yeah. Netflix. That and that was. I thought Agent. I thought Shield was terrible. Agents of Shield was fucking awful. Um, I haven't seen Agent Carter in humans. Daredevil's great. Just Agent Jones. Carter was actually canceled after the second season. Okay, and it was it was the the chick who played. Um, you said Jessica Jones. I'm sorry. Jessica Jones is actually, it's good. Okay, it's different. Luke Cage. I'm not. Necessarily. I haven't I haven't seen anything but Daredevil, I like, and I don't even think I've even finished the last few episodes. Okay, Daredevil, phenomenal. Jessica Jones, it's different. It's good if you like um, if you like Doctor uh, Doctor Who. The tenth Doctor, David Tennant, is actually the villain in Jessica Jones, which is oh, okay. it's really good. I like David David Tennant as an actor, but I, I'm, I'm not a. I'm not a big Doctor Who. Like, I try to get into Doctor no, Who. It's right. just not my thing. It, but no, I'm saying if you know Doctor Who, you know David Tennant. Okay. But yeah, I got to like I think it was like the second Doctor and I was like, I I get I get the idea. I'm just Jessica not, Jones I'm is like, more psychological. It's not bad. I'm just well, saying it wasn't for Jessica me. Jessica Jones is more psychological. So if you're into that type of psych- psychological thriller, that's that. 
the Defenders. Don't even know what that is. Defenders. It's the team up of all the four. It's, okay. Yeah. The Punisher, Runaways, Cloak and Dagger, New Royers, Most Wanted, Damage Control. I don't even know. Yeah. No. Nah. Um, I know. A, I have an idea what Cloak and Dagger is, but everything, anything after that, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> the ones that I'm really interested in. The one that I'm really interested, the I think the the two things that I'm interested in is, is in terms of the Marvel things is or three things is uh, I'm really interested to see uh, Black Panther. I think that might be end up be coming out to be good, surprising because I don't think there's going to be a Doomsday plot in it. God, hope, fuck, no, please don't. No, there's going to be because you have Claw and Claw is a major villain in Black Panther, but we'll see. Um. Yeah, Punisher. I'm looking forward to that. And you really need to wrap up Daredevil, which No, they did. If you look at it, there is a there was a still if you you have to watch it in the Defenders. And if you watch the end of the Defenders, you realize that what Daredevil season 3 is going to be is going to be fucking phenomenal. Yeah. Because it's taking one of the best storylines that uh Frank Miller actually wrote and it's going to put it to film. Yeah. Put it- <laughs> the thing I'm looking forward to the most out of everything even DC, all of that stuff, is The Tick. I'm waiting for the other half of the season to come out oh. in February. The Tick, <laughs> tick is, is phenomenal. The Tick is the, the, the they, tick is the best thing Amazon could have ever produced. Yeah. I'm look, I'm Fuck thinking Man about, in the High Castle. It's all about The Tick. You, you know what else is really good and I've been really watching a lot of is the, uh, the Hugh Hefner story, American Playboy. Is that Prime? It's Prime. Yeah. It's really good. <laughs> I was surprised it was really good. It's, it's kind of... Um, it's almost like a it's like half documentary, half drama. So like there's actors playing the characters, but at times you'll see like the actual people talking about like their experiences and they're showing actual photographs f- like and it's not like, you know, like a recreation with the with the actors. It's actually showing r- the real hef, you know, with with you know standing with all these celebrities and whatever. Uh, but it it kind of jumps in between and it's almost seamless how how they do it. It's kind of like here's the fake stuff, here's the real stuff. It, it, there's a really good job. There's a lot of nudity and sex in it too. So that's always a bonus. Yeah. yeah. Well, expect it. Oh, Playboy. it's half. Yeah, I it's mean, half and Playboy. Yeah. <laughs> but I thought uh, I'm I'm halfway through it right now and it's really good. Um, okay. But, but the tick the tick is the best thing. The best because there's no there's no like everyone's gonna die type of scenario thing in it either, at least not yet. The terror is back, and the terror is like the oh, but the high villain, right? He's the, the high universe. villain, but you got the guy who played Rorschach as playing the terror, and you and when, once you he's Jack Earl Haley, yeah, he's, yeah, he's phenomenal. And the guy who's I didn't even know, like when I did my review on Patreon, I didn't even know that was Jack Earl Haley until like. I think Brian mentioned it. I was like, is that, is that really him? And I looked it up and I was like, holy shit. <laughs> That's why it was so good. Right. That's why I love well, the terror so much. The terror. And if you look at the uh, reboot for Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. Yeah. He was. He was real. I mean, the way they, they took it, but the way he he did it. Yeah. And he made his own thing. I'm like, I've real. I hated Freddy. Up until I saw that. I'm like, you know what? Okay. I give Freddy. A, I, I'll give Freddy yeah. a pass. Jason's my boy. Till the day I die. Jason's my but, fucking yeah, boy, J- but the Friday the Thirteenth were almost kind of they were almost they were like riding the line between uh, like an actual legitimate slasher film and a parody of a slasher film. They was really riding that line. I think it depends because if you look at it, even the uh, the Halloween movies, it got up to a point 
and then it became franchise. So like the first one was there's, there's was a phenomenal c- cinematic universe involved all of that stuff. Oh though. no, there is. Yeah, but if you look at it, everything became franchised after a certain point. Yeah, it became franchised after the second Friday the Thirteenth, which actually doubled Jason because the first one with his was mother, then Jason, and then. After the third Halloween, because the first one was actually the legitimate Michael Myers story, and then everything else became mm-hmm. campy after that. Or it could be like Hellraiser, where it's like the first one is good, the rest are just what the fuck is this? And it just keeps first one, no, the first one's good, and the second one's good, and then after that, it's just like, come on, Clive, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> I think it was the dude. Last they've one. got up to number eight now. I'm curious, more of a no, curiosity. Nine. If that's the case, I'll download it and I'll. I, th- I thought I heard I heard that like the last one they did was so bad that the guy that played Hellraiser, Doug he, Bradley, he played Pinhead or, or Pinhead. Excuse me, the actually guy that played Pinhead actually was like, I don't want anything to do with this. And they actually had to like grab some guy at the last minute. There was <laughs> uh, so if you go if you look at Hellraiser one two three Hell on Earth was the last one, then four four was something, and then five. Five was Hellraiser Inferno. Five had nothing to do with Pinhead. And Doug Bradley has been the staple of the Hellraiser universe yeah. forever. Because even I was such a Clyde Barker fan back in the day that I, I watched his old college shit. And him and Doug Bradley were doing shit in college that probably get banned in like five states. I, I, I still <laughs> think the first one was good. The other ones were just a complete waste of time. And as, as they went on, they just got worse and worse and worse. Well, like, I, I think I saw the second one, and then I actually, started watching the third one, and I was like, I'm done. If you really, <laughs> and if I just you, know that those ones, they go well, downhill from right. there. But if you really want to get into the Hellraiser universe, read the graphic novels. Okay. Because that's where the Wachowski brothers actually started, was with Hellraiser. Because if you look at the... Wachowski cl- brothers are garbage, though. Right, but if you... <laughs> Regardless, remind of what, me what good thing they did again. The club scene in Matrix Two. No, if you look at that, that scene was specifically influenced by their work in Hellraiser. Okay, period. I mean, but they're terrible movies. <laughs> you're like, I don't want to have this fight again. Actually, it's not even that. <laughs> I, you know, I I know your point of view. I understand yeah. your point of view, but they also they have a place uh, in time. I think they actually did make one good movie. I'm trying to remember what it was. Oh, they did. You know, I actually agree more with their version of V for Vendetta than the no, actual graphic you. novel. Fuck you. <laughs> Get out of my house. <laughs> Good thing you live in an apartment. Yeah. <laughs> um, Wachowski. I, I think they actually did one that I actually do legitimately like. I'm trying to. Oh, no, they're just Wachowskis. <laughs> or just. They keep changing their genders. They were brothers. Now they're sisters. Let's. Um, <laughs> is that is that is MK gonna come back and bitch you out? Probably. Um, I wait for that fight. Ho- hopefully, she understands that they make c- c- garbage and they're like, ah, whatever. They're they're, they're not even human. <laughs> so let's see. Uh, they did the Matrix. They're not. Oh, gender. they were responsible for Speed Racer. No wonder their careers <laughs> failed. <laughs> God. Uh, Cloud Atlas, Jupiter Ascending. Uh, Actually, Ryan Sovereign loves Jupiter Ascending. That's how I can completely disregard his. his I movie don't. Opinion. I don't even. I mean, <laughs> I think I wanted to see that. Maybe. I think I saw the five percent. Like I'm like, but then yeah. I thought but Cloud the, Atlas. I thought, that's that's I thought, interesting because Cloud Atlas, if I remember right, is a Mizaki. Uh, the the same guy who did uh, 
Kiki's Delivery Service and My Neighbor Totoro. Um, but no. Did you do anything else with TV? That it sense, I heard Sensei was okay. Um, you know, look up Takashi Mike. Have you watched Itchy the Killer? They're also responsible for hey. the Matrix video games, which I do remember playing and liking. I did play, and I thought it was shit. But what, what's the point? You can just play Max Payne. Right? Know. Bullet time? Yeah, what, what's the point? <laughs> v for Vendetta I liked until I read the comic, and I was like, oh, fuck that <laughs> movie? Complete, yeah, right. The, <laughs> only, the only way they could have actually gotten that movie actually done right or the movie done is if they did it their way. Yeah. Because if they would have done it Alan's way, it never would have been made. No. The the studios would have looked at that and like, this is one of the most horrific things I've ever read. No, no. <laughs> well, with, I mean, studio executives would with say With the that. Weinstein... Re- <laughs> no, they'd be like, this isn't going to make any money. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, fuck everyone. <laughs> yeah, fuck my... Like, like, now, like, they're like, oh, this is a terrible, There's like 13-year-olds getting fucked in the ass. Like, okay, that's fine, but... We're not yeah. going to make any money. <laughs> We're not going to make any money by this. I'm, I'm going to go jack off into my 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 uh, my plant over there, but this is not going to sell. <laughs> plant? You mean dark room? No, no, no. You didn't hear like he was jerking off in in, uh, in one of his like plants or whatever. Which, by the way, quick question: If he was jerking off into his plants, protein. Wait, does protein were they, were help plants? Were they responsible for the happening? Because that would give that whole that whole scene where Mark Wahlberg is talking to that fake plant <laughs> in the rent in the, in the model home a whole different context. <laughs> Marky Mark's representative. Yeah. Mark was, yeah, he's like this is this is where I'm going to get Harvey Weinstein to recognize me and put me in more of his movies, and hopefully not as a cop or a or a bad guy. <laughs> and yet, that's what he was yeah. with fucking um, Scorsese. Yeah, but that was Departed was a fucking great movie. You got you got to get closer. I get close to Mike because yeah, I'm getting too comfortable. You're getting you're getting you're getting sloshed a little bit. Oh, just a wee bit. No, yeah. but the Departed. You're talking about Mark Wahlberg. I mean, I used to hate. No, no, I was talking about the happening. Right, but you said Mark Wahlberg. And immediately when people say Wahlberg, I think either Fear or The Departed, which are two of his best movies. No, The Happening was the best movie he ever did. You're objectively wrong. I'm sorry. But but uh, no, but it's a bad I'm not saying it's the best movie ever made because it was it was No, a, I'm saying movies I, movie. movies I actually enjoy him in. I did not enjoy anything about not, The Happening. You did not enjoy The Happening? No. Even John Leguizamo, I'm like God, they had you in Spawn, and you fucking sucked. I liked him in Son of Sam. No, no, no. Uh, no I on. liked let him me, in Son of Sam, just, but that was me, it. Let me say, like, The Happening was not a good movie. It was a terrible movie, but it was so bad, it was hilarious. No. It's like... It's, no, it was so sorry. bad. To me, it was infuriating. I, was, I enjoyed it better than The Room. Well, I won't watch The Room, so fuck you. You won't watch The Room? No, I refuse to. You, but Troll 2? You don't you don't no. have any enjoyment in any of those kind of movies. I don't care. None. I'm apathetic. Wow. No the 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 happening was um, is the best. What do they call them? The best worst movie. It, you know, and I will take your I'll movie. take your word for it because I'm not going to subject myself to the bullshit. It's, it's, no, it's hilarious and there's comedic timing and like when the parts where they're committing suicide. Mm. 
there, it's, it has comedic I timing. Watched, I watched <laughs> it and my eyes glazed over. I'm like, yeah, I, I could see the comedic timing, but I don't. I was apathetic. I, was I don't care. It was un, it was completely unintentional. I don't care. <laughs> I really don't care. I bought it on fucking Blu-ray. I loved it so much. <laughs> you know what? Now, you, <laughs> now, now you need to dedicate yourself and buy it or download 4K. I will. Now that I have a 4K monitor, I can watch it in 4K. I won't be miss. I'm, I'm not going to be. It's not going to be adding much to it. I mean, it's, it's no. Not, it's it's going to be adding to misery because yeah. like, you've seen this shit before. I'm like, who fucking cares? Shit in 4K. Who cares about M Night Shyamalan anymore? The only good movie I felt he had was Unbreakable, and people are going to fucking disagree Sixth with Sense, me. But Six Sense. But if you go back fuck, and watch, but if, but if you watch Six Sense now, now that you already understand the twist, it's not good. It's one of those movies you can only watch once. Unbreakable is Unbreakable, one of those movies. No, Unbreakable is only a good movie if you're a comic fan because okay. it ends in. But a, I'm not a comic fan, right? So, so it, it ends in a me. comic way, and I accepted that. When I originally saw it in the theater, the uh, the couple of people I was with were fucking pissed off. I'm like, what? This is a comic ending. I don't care. I get it. Yeah, he was. It was supposed to be a comic book movie, almost sort of. It was in a in a weird way, but yeah. Signs was fucking awful. Well, a lot of my watch friends it. loved that movie, and I thought it was shit. I don't understand why. I don't care. It wasn't good. Joaquin Phoenix, I, I remember he was in it. The Village was terrible. Actually, what? I liked The Village because it was based on... It was weird. When I saw The Village, it was based on a book I, I could have sworn I remembered reading in school. I thought it was it was decent. It was interesting. What was, what was the other one? Lady in the Lake or something like that? The one where they get didn't that he lady do like the, the last Airbender and all that shit? The anime. Here's the thing. <laughs> this is and this is another reason why I thought it, that this movie was great. The happening is at the end. There's a scene where the girl goes onto a school bus, right? And it, it's 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 their kind of way of saying you're going to see Thor next in this movie. I'm serious. There's a part where she's going onto a bus and she has a airbender backpack. Ah. And the the number on the bus is 2008, which was the, movie, the year that I, that movie came out. So it was it was telling you in 2008 there's going to be a last airbender movie. And it turned out to be one of the and it's actually an airbender as bad as that fucking movie was, was it near it was, was it not, probably one of his best? No, it was no, no, fuck no. <laughs> no. Not not even close. It was probably one of. I think it was worse than some of the stuff he he came out with later. I think he came out with the horror movie not too long ago. How the f- no, how the fuck does the man keep getting budgets from? Movies? I don't know. I, I don't get it. He must suck some awful dick. You, you know what? I don't or understand how ra- Michael Bay was getting budgets for movies before Transformers because he sucks a lot of dick. He's. he's I don't know, man. Um, or he he goes both ways. Either way. Because, cause, I mean, Pearl Harbor was a fucking disaster. <laughs> it was. But- and, uh, <laughs> both the film and the actual event, like, they were both equally no, as we're, tragic. No, no, no. We're, we're just, <laughs> <laughs> no, we're just talking about the film. <laughs> Any historical circumstances is fucking... They were equally as tragic. Like, a lot of people died in Pearl Harbor, and a lot no, of people... Actually, in reality, probably more people died in from- 9-11 than Pearl Harbor. <laughs> I think they so. did come out with a 9-11 movie. Are you talking about them? No, I'm talking about that. <laughs> Google that shit. See how many people died in Pearl Harbor versus 9-11. Because people love to claim that like 3,000 people died in 9-11. How many people died in Pearl Harbor? Because if you want to do a body count, 
let, let, let's put the two together. Well, I I know that the nine eleven movie wasn't that good. Oh, fuck the nine. No, I'm talking about the actual the one, body count. The one with Charlie Sheen. Don't yell in the mic, by the way. Ow. <laughs> mm. The 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 one with Charlie Sheen where they're trapped in the elevator. That's that's nine eleven. I don't want the. Oh, no. I heard about that and that was terrible. But no, I'm talking about the actual body count. Uh, so, oh, I don't know. Depends on the historian. Uh, okay, so it says two thousand three hundred and thirty-five people killed. Okay, one thousand one hundred forty-nine people killed. So it, it's up there with nine eleven. No, it's not up there. It's not up there. There, when there's at least a five hundred to a thousand <laughs> body count difference, it's not up there. It's, uh, it's a couple. Uh, it's, it's it's near three thousand. Don't. Don't hold your mic stand. <laughs> All I hear is rumble, rumble, rumble. No, but I'm, I'm talking about like the the film was a fucking travesty. Oh, right. Yeah. Absolutely. And I don't know why they kept giving him giving him new movies to make. And then he made Transformers, and that that raked in right, right. But, but it was cash. all about the money. Yeah. Ultimately, it's all about the money and Megan and Megan Fox, the... and then Megan Fox was treated like a sex object. Which she then, didn't appreciate, and then she went. She didn't south. appreciate it so much that she became a sex object in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Never saw it, but then again, I mean, we're looking at the Ninja Turtles movies were like Weinstein watchable. Well, if you're looking at Weinstein and his people, and then Michael Bay, and then his people, which included Megan Fox. I mean, was he getting some strange on the side? I don't know. Mm. I don't know. But if it wasn't for the Weinsteins, we probably never would have seen Clerks. So it doesn't give him a pass for no, rape. No, well, what it's saying is. What, what it's saying <laughs> alleged is, rape. Well, what it's saying rape. is Hollywood is fucked and perverted. Okay, I've known, we've known this for years. I've had the suspicions. Nothing's changed. Everyone's gasping. But yet. Someone weren't po- people telling, saying shit about this in the 80s and 90s? Yeah, well, I mean, I know. Molyneux said like 2017 is going to be the year we're going to find out about all these pedos, but I think he was not the only person saying that. There was a lot of people saying that. Maybe George Carlin said it at some point during his stand-up. It, everybody's been talking about like, oh, I mean, Stephen Wright maybe have said it during his stand-up back in the 90s. I mean, yeah, Bob, I think it was I think Bob it was, Saget. I mean, I think it was I think it was one quick joke in the Stephen Wright thing. It was between the I got a postcard the other day that with the planet Earth on one side and on the other side it said I wish you were here. And it was between that joke and the I got a job at the fire hydrant factory, but I couldn't park near the damn place. It was it was between those two jokes. <laughs> I don't remember what exactly the joke was. <laughs> but I remember see, I remember back uh, I think we're, Emo we're talking Phillips, about comedians, I think right? Emo Phillips may have mentioned it. <laughs> right. I know Rosie O'Donnell didn't I mention it. I bet you're wondering how I got here. Harvey is a nice man. <laughs> but no one got that joke. Now we do. <laughs> right. But even back in the day, back in like 1995, when Rosie O'Donnell was doing, what was it, Saturday, Saturday morning comics or Saturday night comics, whatever, on VH1, when she was, she may have still been gay, but like not post what the fuck she is Wait. now. Who, I'm sorry? Rosie O'Donnell, oh, okay. when she was an actual comic as opposed to LGBTQZ. I mean, when she had her like TV show when she was flinging those little nerf things in the audience. Yeah. Or- Saturday com- Yeah, the Saturday comics. I mean, sh- I actually like that. That's when I found out about Jeff Dunham. 
I didn't realize that Jeff Dunham hadn't been around for fucking a decade or two before. You know, come to think of it, like, I didn't Sean Hannity. <laughs> Sean Hannity throws footballs in his audience. And I just now realized that, like, he stole that from Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> Who probably stole that from Carson. Carson may have done that at one Carson, point. Carson... But but that was a whole thing. Like if you go into Rosie, like the whole, like a lot of people would go see Rosie just to try to catch one of those little because you had like these little like rubber, you know, the little rubber fuzzy things, yeah, right? And they were attached to like a string, and you could like fling them. And she used yeah, to fling she, them in the audience, and people used to catch them. And that was like well, a do you remember? Token. But Sean Hannity does the same thing with his audience. He throws like Nerf footballs, and yeah, may have been some yeah. of that. I remember. Do you remember Margaret Cho? Do you remember when she was actually funny? When she funny? was funny? Yeah, I remember she was funny. <laughs> this was back in like the mid-90s, right? Yeah. She was actually funny because she would actually talk about her in relation to her old school Korean parents and the yeah. way they used to act. Now it's all feminine, or maybe it was all feminist bullshit from 98 to now. I mean, did yeah, she even but, have a career? But no, a lot of, lot, yeah, but a lot of, a lot of comedians will, they'll, they'll pick up a cause and then turn their show from comedy to this new cause. And it's not just a social justice player thing. Like, um, like, uh, um, like David Cross. David Cross is probably one of my favorite stand-ups of all time. If you watch him now, now it's all like, "Oh, Donald Trump's terrible. Donald Trump's terrible." George, and even when he was George Bush, George Bush was president. He used to do it a little bit, but then it's just his 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 stand-up has just turned into just a big political action message, and it's just boring as fuck. Well, now. then that's and why it's not funny. And if you look at, there's a lot of like uh, this Owen. I forget his last name, but he's done Tom Woods. He's done Dave Rubin. He did. He's done the circuit. Rogan, Ruben, Woods. Oh, uh, you're talking about Dave Smith? No, uh, Owen something. Owen Benjamin. Owen Benjamin. But he's done. He's done the. He's done the gam- The gamut. Yeah. He's basically talking about the. But he's funny, right? But what I'm saying is he's talking about the same thing. It's like there's a point to where people on the left and their comics, but then they start towing a party line, even yeah. though there may not. Sarah be. Silverman was fucking hilarious back in the day, right? But now she's towing a party line, yeah. And all the comics are then like, well, what's the fuck's left? Yeah. Like what they do is they 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 be edgy and they do all the things that they don't want you to do now. Like they they do all that stuff, and then once they get popular, what they're doing is they're basically instituting a minimum wage. They're kicking out the bottom rungs of the ladder, and they're saying like, okay, now that I got famous off all this racial humor and all this sexist humor, now that I now that I'm at that point where I'm rich and famous, you can't do that anymore. Right? It's it's insensitive. It's it's bad. It's like no, it's funny. No, fuck you. Like, yeah, it's we, always been. Funny. It, but it's funny because we know that it's wrong. Like we like we know like intuitively like you shouldn't treat people like that. We shouldn't well, say either, that sort either, of things. Either about those it people. is right and it's funny because it's right, or it's funny because it's wrong because we know better. Yeah, it's one or the other. Because in in any jokes about say Jews, it's either going to be yes, it's funny because it's right, mm-hmm. or it's funny because it's extremely wrong. Blacks, Chinese, but here's the Koreans, thing, like, same. I laugh at the watermelon black jokes, but I've never seen that in real life. Like I don't, I don't, I've never heard any black person like talk about how much they love watermelon. It's just completely no, you actually, in jokes, right? Completely in jokes. But yet, work at a convenience store, and you notice, you start noticing purchases. But you know what? I do because what I've stereotypes noticed, exist. For I don't a know reason. anybody who doesn't like watermelon. Not not just like watermelon, love watermelon. I don't know anybody who doesn't love watermelon. Me. Th- then you're fucking weird. Yeah, I am. I'm <laughs> fucking weird because I don't. Give me seedless watermelon, sure, but seeded? No, fuck that. 
I could give a fuck less about the actual flavor of watermelon. I don't know, man. I don't care. No, I I, just, I still do. I'll buy like a watermelon and just fucking eat nothing but that for like a whole day. <laughs> like I'll have zero there's calories some, for the day. There's, but... there's some inner black in you trying to get back out. Well, I eat a lot of fried chicken too, so I don't know. Well, uh, no, see, now, now me, I love, I love me some fried chicken. Watermelon? No. Yeah. Cantaloupe? Yes. Melon? Yeah. yeah I mean, there's, there's lots like – even though I find those jokes funny, I don't see it in real life, and it's for some reason it's funny when people say it. But it's because you, know you don't see it in real life. Because, but, it, it, but it's but the reason why I find it funny is because I know that it's intuitively a, a terrible thing to fucking say, <laughs> and and someone is actually saying it on a stage, and it's funny to me. There was what, but I, but I, even though like I, morally, I'm probably opposed to it. What is the guy that I listened to? There was a. An interview Just, between you know like, Michael Malice. Look at, look on, look, so you're talking about bad things to say, right? So but Michael look at Sarah Malice, Silverman, right? Sarah Silverman's a Jewish girl, right? And she she talks she 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 not only does she go after Jews, she goes after like everybody and goes after all the stereotypes, right? Because she, and it was funny because you know that like it's 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 bad, it's dark, right? But at the same time, but this but now she's going back and saying you're not allowed to do that anymore because it's wrong. It's like. But it's funny because it's wrong. Right, but, but she's also part of a protected class. Yeah. Of comedian or whatever. Not necessarily because she's Jewish, though that maybe that has something to do with it, though I don't know. But she's part of a protected class of comedians because maybe it's an economic thing. She made it to... She does, s- yeah, she doesn't want she, anybody to surpass right. her. So she made it at a certain... Uh, she's kicking out the bottom rungs of the ladder. She got right. She got famous on edgy, racist humor. But you know, like I, I like Ari Shafir because you know, even though he does like the race racial humor, Ari Shafir's fucking awesome because he, of, of he never actually he never did the whole thing like okay now it's wrong to do now no, that I've made it big. No, Ari Ari is no, actually really one probably one of the Jewish comedians I really like because yeah. he's like there's there's no qualms about it because he still takes it at a local level like the comedy store. Yeah, he, I mean he's on Joe Rogan constantly because those two guys are like really good friends. Yeah. But the stuff I've seen him do and what he gives back to his own community, that's fucking huge. Yeah. And that's why he'll always be big because he gives back. Like You've, you've seen the bit with uh, Louis C.K. and the child molester, right? Where, he's, where he was saying that molesting children have to be like to a child molester the greatest thing in the world. And you can hear like the audience going like, oh, and he's like, no, no, to them it must be great because if – I love mounds. I can't do anything else if I'm eating a mounds bar. Like, I can't read a newspaper and eat it. Like, I have to just sit there and go, why is this so good? <laughs> He's like, but if they told me that I, like, if I do that, if I eat a mounds bar, like, everybody will hate me and I'll go to jail forever, like, I'd quit. Like, but people mm. know that and they still molest kids. <laughs> like, it must be greater than that. <laughs> but he, but, that, but you, you laugh at that because you know it's so fucking wrong. But yet you bring up Louis C.K. and because of what happened, I'm like. But you know what? I have like, respect for Louis C.K. because he he when when that came out, he was like, "Yep, it's true," and he owned it. Right, but I'm looking. He at, didn't go like it's because no, I'm gay. How dare you? And no, me. I'm looking at a Louis C.K. doppelganger. Yeah. So that- <laughs> I really need to shave this off. Or, or not, I don't know. Hey, or babe, not, or just own babe, it. I mean, yeah. maybe, maybe you'll get some 14 year olds. No, I mean, <laughs> no, I don't think it was a 14 year old. I think it was just girls that he worked with, wasn't it? Okay, mate. 
I don't. I don't know. I, I, don't, I can't. I'm, I can't keep I'm track of the allegations. With, I'm going with the, the the generic child molester thing. From what I understood, the thing he did was he was making you know, girls listen to him or watch him jerk off. So okay, hey, if some, but, if some girl, if some hot wait, girl wait, wants to be wait, like, no, 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 be wait, Lucy wait, K to me. Hold on a sec. How do you make <laughs> someone watch this? If you have power over them, if their their career is depending on it, yeah, maybe maybe not. Unless there's a fucking gun to their head, they can always walk it out of the room. Or just say they watch if it's well, virtual. Okay. okay, you have to get context of the entire situation, right? So when I say make, I'm using it loosely, right? Like when I say like my boss forced me to do something. Of course, he didn't hold a gun to my head, but of course, there's there's that 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 power dynamic where it's like I could lose my job if I don't fucking do this. It's somewhat. <laughs> it's at the end of the day, you could say officially it's consensual. It doesn't violate the non. Yeah, I get that, but I'm there's not, a power dynamic no, there. I'm not, no, there's you, a power you dynamic there. You brought up there. the nap. You brought up the fucking I know, nap. I know. Okay, yeah. How I dare know. you? <laughs> I'm not saying that you the follow the nap. Wrong with you? <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, yeah. Of course, I understand. At the end of the day, they 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 agree to it, but it's still wrong. Maybe, maybe not. Yeah, De- yeah. Depends on your. I guess it would depend on every one of the circumstances. Wait, I'm ethics. sure there's probably depends, one that wanted that. Depends on your ethics, yeah. not morals, but ethics. Well, ethics are a spook. Morals are a spook too. Yeah, yeah. But there's there's things that happen where I'm like, that's just that's not cool. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Yeah. Eh, Still, for me, that's not fucking cool. If I see someone else get stolen from, I'm like, dude, that's not fucking cool. But it doesn't violate the nap. Ah, I don't care. You know, <laughs> I think that's there the, needs to there needs it needs to be a punchable offense now. If you say it doesn't violate the nap, I'm like no, yeah. fuck you. <laughs> because you know what? Like that, I love the lava flow, but there was a, there was a couple times where you're like, even though he didn't break the non-aggression principle, want the actual fuck? And I'm like, come on, man. Wait, wait, lava <laughs> flow. The same guy who does the Star Wars podcast that I can't listen to anymore because my God, is that fucking boring? I don't know. Everybody says they love it. That's great. You're the only person I, I, I haven't listened to it because I'm not that it's into It's boring Star Wars. as fuck. They're doing the smallest, smallest political quiz. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Where does he I'm, I'm getting hate mail for this, by the way. I understand that. <laughs> you know, Please direct it all the way over to Baron Von Stormhaven. Yeah, because... Because I'm not that into Star Wars. I like the movies, and that's it. That's where I draw the line. If it's not the, a movie, I'm not interested. I don't care about the, the cartoon. I don't and, care about the comic books. I don't care about the expanded universe. I don't care about any of that shit. Because <laughs> fuck like the, movies, the movies. The EU is where Except it's Except the first at? three. Wait a minute. Wait, do they like the first three movies? No. The, the show, the no. podcast, they don't like the first three movies? Or? Oh, I, I don't give a fuck. I don't even like the show. I listen to it. Okay. I tried to listen to it. I, gonna, I'm I say, tried to listen to him because Brian said, oh, God, they're a sponsor. Suck my dick. Listen to them. Well, he, he genuinely likes them, though. I understand that. Right. And Roger and, Paxton does a good and podcast. So, and Roger, Roger Paxton has a great voice. He does a shitty podcast. One shitty podcast? I don't listen to Lava Flow. So. Okay. So I, li- I like the Lava Flow. It's good. I saw his Facebook photo. I'm like, wow, he looks like a pretentious dick. And then I kind of uh, mix that up with his voice. I'm like, his voice is great. He's got great vocals. And yet, mm, whatever. But that's me, I though. don't agree with you at all on this. <laughs> okay. I haven't listened to the Star Wars podcast because I'm just not that steeped into the Star Wars. No, because honestly, like you can movies. only go so far into Star Wars without, I'm like, now you're splitting hairs. I'm like, because there's not enough information. 
in canon. Because you, you look at canon, which is only, what, the first six movies? There's not much to go on. There's everybody, so much- I have to say that everybody I know who has listened to that podcast genuinely loves it. And it's not because they were a sponsor of anything. No, I, I tried to, I listened to it. I listened to the first three episodes. I'm like, but I you can't, know what? I'm going to tell you right now. <laughs> I'm probably not going to like it, and it has nothing to do with the way the show was ran. It's just because they're getting way into deep Star Wars stuff that I just don't well, sorry, generally that. don't care about. <laughs> My thing is, I could, I I love the lore. Cool. If you know about it, right on. It's the way they run it because they didn't know how to run it. <laughs> they're like, we the first Send episode they say like we don't know what Brandon we're doing. von Stormhaven on Facebook. And oh, not fucking do it. <laughs> Bring it, bitch. <laughs> I will debate every one of you and just No, like, I like Roger Paxton. I don't see any problem with them. The only thing that I the only thing that, that he does that makes me cringe is when he says like it didn't violate the non aggression principle. Oh, he's I, a, I, he, he's just, a he's a religious snapper. Um he may be playing off of it because he is a big sovereign guy, so it doesn't matter. He could be a sovereign guy and yet still saying it doesn't violate the nap because reasons and but it doesn't make him a bad person though. He's fucking saying it, dude. He's got to own up to what he's fucking saying. <laughs> Ownership, bitch. Flat out. Send all hate mail to Brandon Von Stormhaven at Facebook. <laughs> Absolutely. I don't agree. I welcome I agree. it. But you know what? Like, I don't know. People always say that that I, I try to be a contrarian all the time. And I don't try to be. I just end up playing, just I just end up playing that role because it's just like, no, all this shit's just wrong. <laughs> Sorry, it's just all wrong. But at the same time, like I, I can, I can appreciate some of the things that that people do. That at the same time, kind of go like, aside from the you know that one line and that whole entire podcast, it's great. I agree. Okay. <laughs> I say, I, I, at least we, at least we, I can agree on that. Yes. Okay. So yeah, but you're saying like you're going to hop and like. He says all oh, this great shit, and then there's this one line, or maybe five lines, where he just he's an no, absolute it's, it's ass. It's funny because when people bring up Hoppe, they bring up the one line as like proof that he's like some fascist, and it's like no, no. There's lots of other things that he says that are terrible. <laughs> That's like the one exception. He's like half and half. It's like there's a lot of good shit he says. There's a lot of bad stuff he says, but I generally he's like his bag. vibes, so I go with the good stuff. And yes, I I recognize he says bad shit. I sweep it under the rug. Yeah. And sweep all that. Just whatever. Yeah, I don't care. It's just like, how can you like Rothbard? How can you be a Rothbardian? Because in the end, he turned out to be a, a paleoconservative racist piece of shit. Well, I saw this. But, yet, but yet he's so great on everything else. And I, I, I saw this interview with Jeffrey Tucker and the conscious musicians. Conscious Resistance Network, which I'm, I'm not the biggest fan of, but whatever. Oh it's, my god! <laughs> wait, wait, wait! You're talking, you're talking about yeah, Derek the Bros and Derek Bros and the hippie tripping bullshit yeah. that was. Like, I'm uh, not, I'm not the biggest fan of. Um, I'm not, I'm not saying they're necessarily bad. I, I don't go after them because they don't do anything like bad. You know, it's not. Well, like they're, no, it's they, not like they're filing DMCA's against. They don't do anything bad to you, so therefore you don't go after them. Or not even to me. I and mean, Molyneux never really did anything bad to me, except. Be a dick, yeah. Be a dick and block me on his. <laughs> well, he th- then therefore he did something. Okay. He did something to you. He affected you directly. Kokesh never did anything bad to me, but I still talk. To um, you. never. Not Kokesh once. lied to your face. No, he didn't. At Jack Vest, what, what did he say? Oh, fuck! What? Day? 
He told me straight out that he ripped people off. Well, no, I I, so, I, I mean, remember that because you did. <laughs> no, and that and that was the one moment of clarity from Kokesh. No, and that's true because you never did ask him anything about Macy, so he couldn't lie about no, that. No, and I, I wasn't going to. I explicitly tried not to talk about any of it. And then not only that, but all that stuff wasn't out yet. That that didn't come out until after Jack Fest, like a year, almost a year after Jack Fest. Mm-hmm. It came out a year after, but we knew something was up because she was. Yeah, yeah. She was, she was saying she, stuff. She was already she wasn't, saying. She wasn't divulging anything. She was just kind of like, yeah, he was a jerk. Um, well, at least she kept but it I mean, yeah, but professional. I mean, but I mean, like, I like they're doing things that are like harming people. Or have done things that have harmed people. Like Paxton said, like says like a sentence occasionally in his podcast, and I'm like Ugh, that I roll my eyes at. But it's not like bad. <laughs> He's not a bad guy. So I don't, that's why I don't go after those people. And that's why. I, I, and people always ask me like, "What do you think about this guy? Tell me the dirt on this guy." And it's like, what's the point? Like, what, did they do anything bad? Hmm. No. So I don't. I don't go after them. Like I'll go after people I know that do horrible shit. Like horrible shit to people or horrible shit to me. I don't go after those people. Everybody else is just like, ah, fuck them. Whatever. They're just, they're just, they're just personalities. But anyways, like I was saying, like Je- going going back to what you were saying, Jeffrey Tucker did an interview with the Conscious Resistance Network, <laughs> and he he told Derek he was he said like Rothbard told him uh, like what like almost like a year or two before he died or whatever that this whole paleo thing that he was doing he was like. Um, he was like, he's like, this is probably the bad, this is the wrong move because none of these people have universals. Like they have no universals whatsoever. Didn't like, make, I don't have a universal, but whatever. <laughs> but did I mean, you make even, a similar argument, or you said something uh, podcast? I I thought you said something about this and about and about Rothbard speaking with Tucker specifically yeah. and saying that maybe is maybe I said it on the Pritchard episode. I don't know. Actually, I know. I think it was because you guys specifically talked about Rothbard and yeah, yeah, Hoppe. Yeah. So, because I mean, of the whole New York meetup and him meeting Hoppe, and yeah, all that. like there's there's some there there's a whole bunch of drama behind Tucker and the Mises Institute. There's a lot of it's just really personal. That's which is why I'm like, okay, I'll meet Tucker, I'll shake his hand, I'll I'll be in his company. But other than that, after the whole brutalist bullshit that he pulled, um, well, I think the brutalist shit was predict uh, was was prophetic. Well, no, it may have been prof- <laughs> it may have been prophetic <laughs> or whatever, but. Because he was, he was, he he was, he, he was sta- stating probably stating something that was already coming to pass, and no, he, well, yeah, but no one else picked up on it. Everybody was like, "What? Cantwell, racist? No, he's not going to be anything like that." Right? Okay, so he he basically <laughs> prophesied. He, he was the one that was right. He prophesized an idea that the libertarian movement is going to be split between left versus no, no, right. no, 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 no. He he was saying that there was a group of libertarians that are like edgy shitlords that that have some nefarious things that they're not talking about yet and it turned out to be true okay and i mean that that's not bad yeah no no i'm saying it's not bad but you're but saying that that was the reason why that you you're well, you're well no be- because like at least from the social sphere and what i view tucker as he became more prominent when he came out with what um what the fuck was his website that went nowhere the the so the liberty social liberty dot me no, that went somewhere did it go somewhere because it's nowhere now at least in my mind it was for he it, made but he the thing. made liberty dot me no, no, a no. big thing after no. he split Hold on. with Lou he made liberty well 
he no, there was a split with Lou, and then after the split with Lou, he created it because he needed another job after laissez-faire books because he worked for laissez-faire books right, right after that right and then he created liberty.me and at the time that was something that that was useful on the internet like another social media platform for libertarians but the nature of social media has developed since then like it's ever changing and so of course something like liberty.me is going to fall to something like facebook and so now libertarians just find each other on facebook so what's the point of having that well right because now there's a lot more things that well, no, that well, facebook no. does to I allow understand that he to wanted to do something different with liberty not me <clears throat> but even his promoting of it because i was actually a big fan of it in the early days then it, it just went to absolute shit because then because there was no need for it no because i realized it was just like everything else well, no because i mean fa- facebook i mean zucker everybody make talk shit on zuckerberg like he's an android or whatever Oh, you got a pee? I got a pee. All right, My we can turn. pause the recording. Actually, just let's just wrap it up real quick. <laughs> so I think I think that Liberty.me there was there was a there was a time and place for it. That time is long since passed, and that's why he left. That and time was three fucking months. That time was the, nothing. Okay, but whatever, <laughs> there was a need for it at the time. So that's what I think. Anyways, do you want to plug your Syntopia thing? I do. I do, but not yet because I still want to record the first episode before I actually okay. start plugging it. So okay. So, anyways, great having you on. Yeah, worms. I gotta pee. I'll fight. I'll fight with MK next. Yes. Uh, uh, Hopefully, I don't know. I don't know when I can get her back on. (laughs) Anyways, worms.